Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody welcome to core this is core episode uh 267 it is may 27 2021 i'm scott johnson with bush Schwartz and john jagger sorry about last week we were gone i was gone i was out of town i took a vacation which i don't do very often but uh on behalf of everyone we bid you a collective forgiveness thank you very much it was fun um but i didn't play any video games while i was gone and it kind of sucked because when i left i had just started hacking my way into not hacking playing uh mass effect 2 legendary edition part of that trilogy release and uh was really cranking and then when i left i'm like oh i don't want to now it's all i'm going to think about is mass effect and sure enough all weekend i just kind of pined for it i missed it i missed my uh you know did you walk around everywhere hearing (laughs) no but i walked into this coffee shop and i went uh this is my favorite coffee shop on the citadel and they got mad and kicked me out so that was no fun but when i was playing playing witcher 3 all i could hear was the um oh what's that the velen music you know winds howling but it's that sad like Oh, yeah. Violin or something just everywhere. Or no, I was actually, I'd be listening to it, and then it would get stuck in my head, and everywhere everywhere felt sad and depressing. Like a beautiful road with nice trees all of a sudden felt like, oh, who's a murderer on this road? And what sort of <laughs> nasty things are going on in people's basements? And, yeah. You know, everyone's poor. Yeah. No, Velen's gnarly, dude. No one wants to live in Velen. That's great. This gross place to Anyways, a game can really get in your head if you really want to play it. Yeah. And you can't play it. That's what happened here. That's what happened here because what I did is I beat Mass Effect 1, the remastering, that is, uh, in the first weekend. So I really hauled ass through it. And um, honestly, it felt shorter than I expected. But I also didn't do a ton of side stuff because I knew the goal here was, hey, Scott, you never played the first one. Do you want to take the may go out and find every little piece of ore or something? No, I don't. I just want to go in and I want to experience that story that John's been talking about for all these years, telling me how it might be his favorite of the trilogy uh, and all that. And I wanted to experience those early things that I hadn't seen before, having only played two and three. And for whatever reason, my memories are strongest with two. And of course, no memory of one. Now so many things make sense. Plus, a bunch of characters lived or got talked to or had things done quest-wise or whatever that brought them forward. So I got to see and experience a bunch of that that I didn't have my first time through, too, which is a lot of presumptive sort of, you know, do you remember me? And I can say yes or no, and that's about as good as you can control sort of your previous experience with those people. But in this case, I got to experience some of that fluidity of game to game that they were so famous for. So that was really cool. And then I had to leave, and that that sucked. So... Uh, I think I had, by that point, I had unlocked um, Garrus, 
Well, I'd seen Tally, but I hadn't recruited her yet. Um, who else? Morden. Morden. I may have gotten the grunt by then. Was Morden in the first one? No, second. But that's how far oh, I got so in the second. You're talking about two. You're recruiting yeah, yeah. In two. Okay. So when I left, I was I was just question finishing the Morden business. Yes. Um, because there's that, um, very there's that bar. Yeah. That that you know hive of scum and villainy. Their mm-hmm. version of it. Yeah. How'd you get in? Uh oh, right. Because there's that back way red room thing. I'm trying to remember the first time I played two. Um. Are you talking about the bar in the first game or the because se- the first game didn't in the like, second game second the second game, game the like bar. your main hub is not the citadel I think is so much as it's the there's like an evil afterlife citadel. Yeah. yeah yeah afterlife oh. is the place and there's so getting, Omega and in my mind the most memorable moment happens one of my favorite two I have two of the most memorable moments one of them happens there and I've only done it one way the renegade way uh-huh. and I'm just curious. If you're going Renegade or Paragon, I was asking you a sneaky question to find out what your play style was by how you got into the afterlife. Sorry, I'm going to play this afterlife. This is me walking in there going, yeah, I'm trying to talk to, what's her name? Uh, Bluefish Lady. Where is she at? Oh, she's up on the thing. Aria. Right? I wouldn't talk to her. Aria Taluk. Ar- yeah, Aria, she's trouble. Uh, she's got a Q on her back, which made me think of QAnon, which kind of pissed me off, but whatever. I'll go talk to her and get some shit done, and then she gave me all kinds of stuff with it while I watched uh, silhouetted uh, ladies dance against the lights. So that was nice. But yeah, this yeah. is that well, music. My, Isn't that cool? My favorite moment is punching the bouncer to get in. Or you're just like, you tough guy. They're like, ah, you need something. You need credentials or blah, blah, blah. And you just punch him. You're like, you're letting me in. Yeah. And they go, okay. And that was, it, I just, that was, at the time, that was a very new experience in the game. I don't think I had an uh, NPC interaction quite as fun as that getting the renegade thing pop up so early. Well, this is my problem. I never go renegade. I always go uh Paragon if I get a chance to or or unless I really feel well, like, you know what I do? I don't I don't play it strict. It's not like I'm never pulling mm. that left trigger ever 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 whichever one it is. Maybe it's right. No, no. I no no. Sometimes you're like, "Oh no, this is I got to go Paragon." Yeah, I got to go. It's the right thing to do or right. I like this character. Like sometimes you'd be like, "I would do what I want, but then I'm with this character." Who would value the fact that I would act in a way that's according to them? You know, I wouldn't yeah. want to like overstep. So then you make a paragon decision or vice versa in yeah. those cases. So I that's what I did. Yeah. I made it. I make those decisions kind of as I go, and I have never punched the dude. Uh, so I guess that's not. I guess I got in. But there's also I thought you were talking about like which way did you get into the bar physically? There is like a yeah. back way. Oh. There's a sneaky way. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know. It's it's. I went in through the front door. I said, "You're gonna let me in." They said no, and then I punched them, and they let me in. There's that, some sneaky that's back all way. I've ever experienced thing. the <laughs> only way I know how to get in. Now they may still yell at you there. Did, I can remember. I can't remember what happened. Something happened there, and my my memories are now blending into my first playthrough, which is why I really don't want to leave town. I wanted to stay and keep playing, so I could just kind of keep the the momentum going and all of that. But I gotta say, uh, a I think John's right. That first story is awesome. It's really good. Uh. They did fix a bunch of stuff in that game, but it's still janky. It's still got problems. Yeah, it's but still, it's better, but it's still rough. You're right. And it was night when two Mass Effect. Yeah, either way. But then I launched it's two. It's no Doom Eternal, like, controls-wise. Right, right, right. But then I launched into two, and it's a lot better. Like, two, just two was in general. Like, not just even speaking of this remake. Um, one word of warning, though, by the way. If any of you are running this on an HDR-capable uh, device and television. In my case, I'm playing it on Series X with a 
with a TV that'll do 120 frames and HDR, something about that combination of settings. Anytime there's a holographic uh, presentation, like the lady telling me where to go in the Citadel or talking to the, forgot the name of it, that weird entity later in the game, uh, whatever it's called. I sent you guys a video of it. They oh, go yeah, and, the Vigil or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, it goes into full throttle freaking seizure blinky blink uh, mm-hmm. during those moments. And there were times where I literally, I'm really into the dialogue, but I had to hold a pillow over my head because it was giving me such a headache and making me so disoriented. I had to hold the thing over my head until it was done. And then it looked I looked like you're playing in pitch black, right? So uh, well, I mean, the room was pretty either. dark, yeah. But it's yeah. really, it doesn't really help blinky. when there's flashies. Really blinky. Uh, mm. Anyway, uh, I just have to think if anybody had act- has actual sensitivity to that and ends up with seizures or whatever, they probably would have there. But yeah, there should be a warning on that. It is more intense than it than it was for sure. Yeah. I think that's a, a case of a lot of things. The HDR definitely because I didn't have HDR on when I got to that point, and even without it, I was like, oh, this is. <laughs> I don't remember it being this intense, but Scott's right. This is there's a lot uh, yeah. going on with this guy that. I don't remember being there when I uh, played the first time. It's pretty strange. And I think part of that too is Mass Effect was a very dark game originally, and yeah. so that probably wasn't all that bad. And now that everything's been lit a little bit better, it's just oh, it's yeah. intense. Yeah, uh, intense. It stroke. definitely is. And I have, I have a ton more to we, say about it, but you know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say we need to, you know, we need to get your Mass Effect One checklist. Who didn't make it? Oh, out of Mass Effect uh, One? Uh, Rex died. Because what's-her-bucket shot him, and I didn't have the stats to charm her out of it, basically. Uh, whichever one that is, I forget. But I didn't stat up enough to do it. And I didn't know it was coming, and so I kind of liked that he died because... Well, here's the other thing. Because of the way I was running through this game, I wasn't doing a lot of side stuff. Um, I uh, The way I did the first game, anyway, was sort of like, well, I really like Garrus, and I really like Tally, so guess what? You two are with me all the time. So let's go like you're my companions for this run uh, because wh- who who cares? Like I'll just use you guys. And so I never actually did a single mission with Rex at all. Nothing. Some dialogue here and there when, you know, we're back on the ship or whatever, but but never a single mission with him other than the one where we get introduced to him. And um, so when she when he got shot, it was just like, oh, well, OK. I mean, I just wasn't I had no relationship with the guy at all. Yeah. So he was dead and I was pissed at what's her beak for shooting him. What's her name? Ashley. 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 Because she's just a cocky a-hole and was always making me mad. At one point I was in the basement of the ship and I was talking to her and I was like, so, you know, I was doing some of the romantic things on there and I go, so uh, maybe we could go out later. I don't know what it was in the dialogue wheel. And she says, Captain, I'd really like to think keep things per, uh, professional here on the ship, if that'd be okay with you. I'm like, okay, fine, that's cool. So I back, <laughs> she I back shot up. Me down. She shot me down, but then later she's Joe Bob McGillicuddy flirt monster to me. And I'm like, well, no, yeah. wait a minute, you you were weird down there. Now you're not weird. Like, what are we doing here? So I said, well, that's because she was fighting her impulses at first. And I then guess so. She got weak and was like, well, maybe. <sighs> she annoyed that's me. what made you mad <laughs> you propositioned her it wasn't that like, no <laughs> no and then I don't she's, like, <laughs> she's like well okay maybe and you're like oh, hypocrite <laughs> <laughs> she shot me down anymore. she's a hypocrite yeah. i'm gonna leave her next yeah. to an atomic bomb that'll show her bomb part of it was just her i found her character and she's, i just kind of found her annoying 
Like she annoyed me. I mean, me. the humans are boring. I mean, I, even in my opinion, all the humans are boring compared yeah, to aliens. Yeah, there's not obviously. a good, like, there's not, here's, I don't like, think oh, it would be Jacob, a controversial Mr. statement. Mm. None of the humans in Mass Effect are good, and any single one of them could die, and it would be fine and not a big loss for your squad. Yeah. No. I like. Am- I don't I like, like a, a single one of them. I like Amanda. Amanda, no, Miranda. Miranda, sorry. Miranda. Yeah, <laughs> nah, she can. She can go. I, I like. She's fine. And the reason I like her is totally yeah. disconnected from the game because I know who that is, and she's on uh, Handmaid's Tale, and she's fantastic on there. She was on. She was on that. Big, uh, forgot the other show. Another show. She's anyway. on Dexter. De- yeah, Dexter for a bit. She's great. The Jovinsky or whatever her, her last name is. She's a Australian chick. She's a great actress and I like her. So when I see her, I go, ah, that's right. I know who you are. So I kind of spend a little time with her. But now even in two, I'm still mostly palling around. Well, Garrus default. He's always with me. And um, yeah. sometimes Tally now that she's with me and sometimes uh, who's the other one I like. Oh, I'll play. I'll play with Grunt now because I think I like Grunt better than Rex. But again, I didn't barely know him. I barely I knew him. Know. So when she walked up and went, pop, pop, I went, if there's a chance for you to be left for dead, you're dying. I said, I looked at her and said that in my own heart because I knew she was going to be out of this story. And so when it came to, got to make a decision, Captain, save me or the other guy. Either way is cool, whatever. And I went, well, you're dying. So we're saving Zippy over here, who I don't care about either. But no. I saved Zippy and she died. <laughs> so Is it yeah. possible to save both of them, I think? Is there no, no one of them? One of them dies for sure. Like okay. they're a, they're a guaranteed death is one of the two. Yeah, mm-hmm. she deserved it. So she's dead. There's very few guaranteed deaths in Mass Effect, but that's one of them. So that's if funny. Rex I lives, think I let her live when I played through. If if Rex lives, do you can could I have partnered around with Rex and Grunt at the same time? No, he's no. not recruitable in two or three. But I will say there is a amazing scene in uh, a piece of DLC called uh, Citadel where you throw a party and both Grunt and Rex show up and they literally stand around a couch together and they go, Shepard. <laughs> and she goes, Grunt. And then it goes to the other one and he goes, Shepard. Oh, shut up. Rex. And then they just they just say yeah, each other's name I, I in a round robin, and die. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's now one of the greatest. Objectively things. speaking, it is a mistake to let Rex die overall. Well, I I mean, okay. just just meta speaking, it's not a mistake that you played the way you wanted to play. That's right. how the story goes. Right. It's just, and you got to remember the game uh, when it was just Mass Effect One, and there were no sequels. Like you know, you're like, ah, I want to keep Rex around. It's it, he's the only Krogan you know. He's cool. I don't yeah. know. It's here. I went ahead and gave you the video, Scott, okay. and I even though it pains me, it's default male shepherd just to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> I want you to step outside your bubble here, and uh, so you'll find it familiar. By the way, you guys think shepherd dragon? Beef. You think dragon beef is bad? Shepherd beef is bad. <laughs> shepherd beef is on another level. Yeah, we've yes. had a real back and forth on shepherd beef. I I see him as dude shepherd, and that's all I can picture, and I I can't. I, I can't yeah, you got a it. couple of fem ships on the show. So I know, I know, you're, I'm you're up against numbered. it here. I get it. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, oh, default shepherd. Oh, I just, oh, I the, roll when I role play. Oh, I role play as a dude. I always, am, I'm always a dude. I can't help it. All right, here's the, here's the thing. Here, I'm gonna play it. Oh, there's no sound. That's a bummer. Oh, I mean, yeah, I like right. dudes too. I'm drinking fem ship. It's not a drinking game. Afraid to lose. 
Okay, he sits. Shepard. Grunt. Shepard. Rex. <laughs> Commander Shepard. Shepard, Shepard, Shepard. Rex. Grunt. Shepherd. <laughs> Shepherd. So, Shepherd. so, what's going to, what's going to, there's the end of it. What's it going to be, happen to me then when I get to that? And, uh, you can't invite Rex to the party. He's not alive. Oh, man. So just be grunt. I maybe let's say something like, I really wish you saved my dad, Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Chatter makes a good point. Ethan Winters is the best character in Mass Effect. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not in it. He's in something else. I'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, just to kind of sew things up, um, and we can, you know, we can talk about this as much as we want, but I think that the transfer on this thing, like the high def upgrade and all that business, looks fan freaking tastic, runs really well. Like I said, I'm running at 120 frames per second. Um, I think that might only be the Xbox version. PS5 version is at least 60. So either way, you know, it's not going to be that different. But it's uh, it's just a really beautiful version of the game. I don't feel like I'm playing something old, except for one has plenty of weird moments of like, ooh, we don't do that anymore. Or, ooh, that's that transition feels like something you would have fixed, polished, and put out later or whatever. Um, but here's the, here's the controversial statement. I'm going to keep playing through two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I do, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it, because I already am. Um, oh, I forgot about what's-her-name. There's always Captain. You've got some mail in, at your freaking terminal. What's-her-name? Uh, Be- Becky? Oh. Uh, Broomhilda? What is it? Is it Kelly, Kelly Chambers? Kelly. Kelly Chambers. She's She creeps me out, all right? I'll go mm-hmm. to talk to her, and she'll go, Captain, I was really happy to hear that we did Zubba Zubba with the thingy thing. And she'll just have like a normal comment. And I'll go, yeah, we feel pretty good about what we did or whatever Shepard will say. And then it'll go back to her and she'll go, oh, I just get these weird, warm feelings in my groin when I think about the hard work you guys are. Like, it's the most porny ass freaking porn dialogue from her. And I'm not even tweaking the options to get her to do it. She just starts talking. She's trouble. Kelly Chambers. Yeah, I feel like chambers. I'm messing with somebody. Yeah. I sh- you know, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to her. It's kind of like, Ugh. I feel like I'm gonna. So oh, I don't know what's yeah. gonna happen here. She's, she's a real problem. I always felt that uh, while they never overtly said it, I always felt like she was uh, she was an inside person for the other <laughs> man. Like she was. <laughs> She was there to stir the pot. Like she was not there to make things good. Yeah. There's also an inside joke just because I was so entrenched in Mass Effect stuff when I when it was coming out. Yeah. There is a rumor at some point that a uh, STD is going around the ship. And in general, the general consensus is people believe Kelly Chambers is responsible <laughs> for its appearance on the ship. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, I'm not the only one then. I feel better. I feel better about this because I remember when I played it the first time through in 08 or t- 07 or whatever it was. I remember thinking, ah, she's weird. I don't like her very much. So let oh, me yeah, know. It's called the- Scale Itch. Is that yeah, what it scale is? Scale Itch. itch? Okay. See, I'm telling you, anybody that thinks I made this up, Bo found it in a second. It is a yeah. I just did an image theory. search, and there's like quotes. You know, they put quotes near people. Yeah. This is one of the quotes. It's like her face, and it's like. If there's any touching being done, you better be involved. Yeah. Kelly Chambers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's the stuff she says. Okay. Well, you I, go I, up to her in two and you go, hi, I'm Commander Shepard. I'm being in charge of the ship. It's a pleasure to meet you. And she's like, from the moment we met, I knew that if I fell backwards, you would be there to catch me. And you're like, 
what world is this an acceptable thing to say <laughs> on the first meeting you have with somebody? Yeah. What are you doing? It's a little much. I don't I, I don't like her. So she's 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 not on the list. Uh and I don't even know if I'm gonna spend that much time with any of the romantic stuff because I'm not that interested. What I'm dr- what's driving this for me is um I, first of all, I really actually do like the gameplay of two. I think the shooting is so much freaking better. And the introduction of like the heat, the heat sink uh, gun mechanic, which basically is just a reload, but I like that. Uh, yeah. Just kind of changes things up, makes you have to play a little smarter, that sort of thing. It's harder. Two is definitely harder than one. I breeze through one, never died, just rip through it. Uh, two, I've died three or four times um, in boss fights and stuff. And and it felt right. The kind of deaths I had were like, oh, okay, I got to come around the other side then and not do that too fast or whatever. I actually had to think about it. Whereas the other one was like, get me through the combat. Beep, 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 beep. Hurry up, hurry up. Like I, I couldn't be super bothered with it. Um, the other problem with the first game, just a little side note, it's a technical note, I think, but it must have been true with the first game because as far as I know, they just transferred it directly. But Garrus is whispering. He never says anything I can ever hear in that game. So you'll be in the same elevator with him and Tally would go, you know, we, we need to go get the thing with the stuff. And she's super loud. Hang on. Man. But then yeah. he'll go, yeah, that's probably a pretty good idea. Like that. Like he's this little mumbly dude. And I'm like, that's not Garrus. How is that possible? He talks like this. And sure enough, in two, he's fine. He's loud and, and the audio. I have that better. problem in elevators in one, but I had it with everybody, not just Garrus. Oh. Um, anybody talking in elevators was quiet in one for me. And it's been that way since. I played it on the Xbox 360 for some reason. It's like the positional for the volume for a lot of characters is off. Yeah. Um, and Garrus is definitely noticeable. I tend to run with Garrus and Liara, and both of them have that problem. So it could be that some characters have it and others don't. But yeah, yeah they get real whispery in the elevator for some reason. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and it's just really pronounced in the first game. Um, Anderson looks real weird in the first game. Looks great in the second I'm sure that was tr- yeah, true he, back then. He got, some work done. <laughs> he, got, he got some work done and he's, he's great. Of course, as a character, um, I'm Keith loving David, it. Right. That plays him. Yeah. Keith David. Yeah. It's great. He's always yeah. great. Freaking great. So great good. Choice. So many great voices. Some of them I forgot were in this, like the dude down at CSEC, uh, uh, Colonel Ty on BSG. Uh, I can't oh, think of his name yeah. all of a sudden. Michael Hogan. He's in yeah. it and he's great in it. I wonder how he's doing. He had that nasty fall and got hurt real bad. Uh, oh, recently I think, did he pass i think i don't think I so think i think he's no i don't think around. he passed i think he's recovering yeah. i contributed to to that and i got an update recently and it was a positive update i thought i don't know but um yeah i don't think he's passed according no, to imdb is still, imdb is yeah. just has a born date not a not an end date an amazing role in season two of fargo guy's just awesome um but he uh He's in it. He's great. Like there's just every once in a while you hear a voice and go, wait a minute. I don't remember them being in this. You look it up and like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Lance Hendrickson was in Hendrickson was in this as Colonel whatever. In the first game, you never see his face. Second game, you get some video with him. But freaking Bishop, dude, he's so great. Just you, Lance Hendrickson. He could talk me to sleep right now. He could walk in here and go, Scott, you're feeling tired. And I go and fall over dead. He's amazing. Anyway. Had a great time discovering all of that again. Can't wait to play three and finish it out with my storyline. Now, here's the controversial take, which I've been taking so long to say anything about. I will then turn around and for the first time 
And apparently this is be the time to do it, given what I've heard about its current, you know, build status. I'm going to play Mass Effect Andromeda without any of the baggage of its launch issues, without any of its technical problems, story problems, or anything else anyone says about it. I'm just going to play that game, and I'm going to play it raw ass play it. And the reason I'm going to do that is because, A, I want more Mass Effect, and B, what I've been told is, yeah, if you go in there expecting a big uh, extension of the Shepard lore, you're not going to get it. What you get instead is almost like Star Trekky smaller stories. And that's actually my favorite part of the game, which is why I think I like two so much better than one so far. And trust me, one was awesome. Amazing overarching story. But what I like about two is it's a lot of separate stuff. It's a lot of like, hey, if you want Tally to really be your friend, go help her with these three missions. Or if you don't do that, you know, that's all the, the companion missions are so cool. And they feel so separate to me that I want more of that. And it sounds like Andromeda will at least give me some of that in this world that I love and do it in a relatively recent generation sort of spec looking, decent looking game. And so I'm doing it. I'm playing Andromeda after this and there's nothing anyone can do to stop me. That's what I'm saying. I think you should. I'm one of the biggest critics of Andromeda and I think you absolutely should. I think everybody who likes Mass Effect should try it. I don't think they should pay full price for it. I think that game is a pretty big disappointment that I completely beat i i play i played that full game and kept waiting for it to really impress me and it never did Mm. um it controls better it's got it looks great uh the combat is fantastic compared to previous mass effect games um there were a lot of bugs like no no doubt about it facial tweaks weird things where enemies would just like crouch and then stand and then crouch and then stand and you just watch them like do a little dance like I don't know how much of that stuff has been fixed. I just think the biggest problem with that game is one, the characters are uh, kind of like they did the same thing that the characters always were. It's like, hey, here's an Asari archaeologist. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I've seen that before. Uh-huh. And it's not as good as Liara. Okay. okay, here's a Krogan that's a big, tough badass, but he's not as good as Grunt and he's not as good as Rex. Okay. Here's a Turian that's going to be like your buddy, kind of no-nonsense buddy, but she's not very cool compared to Garrus. Like, she's no Garrus. Okay. Like, they just kind of one-for-one give you what you've already had, but not better. So it's the Star Wars sequels, basically. Yeah, (laughs) sort of. Like, it is kind of suffers from that. And the other big thing is it's the same problem that I had with, like, future Halo games once we got past Halo 3, where it was like... They hit this story beat where it's like, we're going to put you in a new galaxy. Everything's going to be new. It's all going to be fascinating and great and wonderful. Check out all this new alien stuff. Yeah. And there's two new aliens, which are really kind of just one new alien. And other than that, it's everything else that you've already seen before. Yeah. None of it's new and different. It's like, well, it's not really exciting me for exploration when it's literally exactly the same. And like, we went out there to discover what was new. And there wasn't any new stuff and all that stuff you liked from before. None of that's here either. Because, you know, Scott, I don't know how you feel about Corians like uh, Tally. I love um, Tally. They're not in Andromeda. <laughs> None. What? Zero. There's, there's they, less. 
Well, they, they all talk d- about them. They're probably all so going to die. Like watching they... Star Trek Discovery, or not Discovery, uh, Voyager, and they go to the Delta Quadrant, and yeah. then it's all just Klingons and Vulcans, but no Romulans. <laughs> it is kind of that. You're <laughs> okay. not yeah. wrong. Because I played the prologue, and like, so I haven't gotten to it. I dipped my toe in it, and I'm like, okay, I met the bad guy aliens and saw humans. That's all I've Are seen. there any Vorcha so in there? Any Vorcha? There's a, there's a big like diarrhea no. blob in the above the planet. Sweet. That, like, when you... When you when you warp in, there's like this weird brown shit in space, and you're like, "Oh God, what's going on?" And you crash into it, and then you crash on a planet, looking yeah. around. Diarrhea blow. Like so far, it seems good, but what you're telling me is this Voyager with Klingons and and Vulcans. The, and Romulans. the yeah. thing that made me the most frustrated was you got the impression very early on, especially. I, I mean, again, I was a big fan of the Quarians. Tally's one of my favorite companions, so that was something that I was like kind of thinking about going in. And they talk about them a lot because the idea is that they sent over these like arc ships, which with a bunch of the races and stuff on it. Yeah. But the one that had the Quarians and the Solarians on it disappeared. Yeah. Like it never made it through. And you start to think like, did they just not want to model Quarians and Solarians? Did they just run out of time? And there's a part in the game where you go into a place where they have models of all the races yeah. like along the wall yeah. to like teach you about their history. And I was like, well, maybe you'll at least be able to see one there. And you go in there and the hologram's fizzling and they go, oh yeah, the Quarian hologram isn't working for some reason. And you're like, they didn't. They didn't want to model them. That's exactly what happened yeah, here. Like, it sounds like They don't maybe. even put them up in a friggin' hologram in the game. Like, it's just... It's just dumb and and chad's saying they were supposed to be in dlc yes the game ends with a big to be continued of like we're gonna go find that ship but it's never gonna pay off you know yeah did they ever do did they do dlc that never happened no they They didn't do it i think the game was received so poorly they focused on fixing bugs and never doing anything okay they anthemed it yeah they anthemed it there you go That's perfect though. Uh, yeah, I I'm st- I think I'm going to do it though for just the I'm just super curious now cuz I'm I'm now ba- I'm now basking in the world in such a way that I sort of didn't through the first one. It's funny in the in the second one the thief um I forgot her name. Kasumi. Kasumi, I never recruited her in the first time through that game. Never saw her before. She's brand new to me. So yeah. don't ask me how I did that, but I never went there and saw her, never filled that slot. And didn't do any of her story business, so that was new game for me entirely. Well, she was DLC, so maybe you just oh, is that why? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Her and there's a bounty hunter too. Okay, her yeah. and the dude down in the basement next to the the incinerator thing. That guy is also DLC, right? But the one eye, uh, Zaid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, now it makes sense. I never saw those two the first time through, and I thought, well, who the hell are these guys? Now it makes sense. So that DLC was like play the game again and try these new people. Was that how that works? Or, or what? I think yeah, it was much. pre-order stuff or might be Zaid was like, there was some, there was some like pre-order bonus stuff going on. Got with that, it. I think. Okay. Well then maybe I, did, I don't remember. It, it was really yeah, fun. Mass Effect it. three also had a really like major DLC character, like a character you're like, really, this is something you have to pay for without getting. Cause that's where you get the Prothean who joins your team. He was a DLC character. There's a Prothean that joins your team? I didn't know <laughs> yes. that. You have that to seems... have the DLC to get it. It's huge. Yeah, like it, huge. it really changes everything. It almost seems like a, a bad idea because they're such terrible, you know, they're horrible. You're trying to kill them. Chat room they're says, uh, tally, tally in the chat says, Aid was a pre-order. Kasumi was bought DLC. 
Javik yeah. and three was PLD uh, paid DLC. Uh, Javik's the Prothean. So okay. Javik so, is amazing, and he obviously uh, because he was a Prothean, uh, he has a lot of very interesting insight to everything that's going on. Oh, and for sure. Yeah, yeah, he was. You had to pay for him, or you didn't get him on. Your well, team. even cooler then, because this trilogy includes all DLC. So, um, yeah, I, I'm stoked to hear that. Actually, I'm very excited to keep going. So, anyway, I'm lo- I just love it, and I know John, you a little behind me, I think on on total playthrough, but you beat one again and started two. Anything to add about your... Uh, How'd you get in the afterlife? Uh, I haven't gotten to afterlife oh. yet. I'm very, very early into... We've uh, we've just gotten <laughs> our human squad together, and yeah. uh, we're hanging out. And Actually, I just got the Normandy. That's where, that's where it ended. Oh, the new Normandy. The okay. new Normandy. Man, that opening to two is good. It's I just really wanna, good. I want to remind everybody for a moment how good the opening to mass effect two is because you want to talk about like, just like, what are we doing? <laughs> like the opening to that game after playing through mass effect one is shocking. And I remember the, the first teaser for mass effect two was just uh, a bunch of debris in space. And then talking about commander Shepard's accomplishments and then changing Shepard's status to killed in action mm. and a bloody N7 logo. And I was like, are they going to kill Shepard in the sequel? I'm going to be furious <laughs> if this is what they did. Yeah, they did. But then they gave, then they just put some weird glowy scars on him and gave him right back to you. I'm sorry, her. You, you, you got her right back. Right. I got yeah, so I was, was really it's okay. This was part of my plan. It didn't work out because I was wrong about how it worked. I thought memory had served me that at, if you played one as Dude Shepherd, yeah. and then two starts, you die, and they bring you back with Cerberus technology, and then they let you do a ton of customization at that point if you want because you're they're bringing you back from bones, right? And so you can, yeah, yeah. So you can choose to, and it lets you. It says you want to use. It basically says you want to be Shepard before, you know, Shepard from the last game, Shepard, or you want to be this reconstituted thing, and you can choose. I thought it also let you say, "Well, I'm coming back as a lady." I thought it did, but it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't let you switch the gender. No, you just change your. They should have. That would have been really cool if I could have said, "All right, well, I had my share of supermodel." Billy Bob in the last one. Now I'll now I'll see why everyone raves about. I mean, maybe if they made it in 2021, that's probably a little too early for those sense because because then, then Garrus would have to be like, hey, uh, how's the how are the boobies like? <laughs> how are the boobies? <laughs> you like your I'm, yeah? How that's the thing. How, how are you liking being a girl? Like somebody's gonna ask about that, right? Yeah, like, would have to. I'm thinking about like, the narrative implications on it. Like it's kind of it's kind of fascinating. I feel like there should be like you know, Shepard wakes up and is like, you know, I'm not saying like upset about it but like you would have questions if you were like well i died in space and i came back and i was uh in a very different body they could have done it uh, they did this in in deep space nine freaking dax and her you know her uh well, it her could t- be done it's just it's more it's because one of the things that's super impressive of mass effect is the branching story right yeah. you make decisions that impacts things you'd have to write more 
you know, romance might be weird. Like, I don't know if is there a romanceable character in one that you could romance it's two and then so make love to them as a man and then make love to them as a woman, you know, like I don't know. Right. So you if know, you hooked it would up just... with Ashley, <laughs> you could do that in one, but then she wouldn't be romantically available in three. Yeah. Well, she's literally not available. Yeah, for me I mean, all, so. well, maybe, maybe, well, because Ashley's such a bigot anyway, she probably wouldn't like. She'd be like, "Oh, you change your gender." That's gross. the other like, thing I probably... didn't like about her. I hated how she <laughs> was pretty... a total bigot. That's another reason yeah, I she's didn't a like bigoted her. character for sure. And and anyways, I could, I mean, but they would have to write that in there too, like that whole you know discrimination. Maybe you know you're like, okay, I didn't let you die in the first one. Now I'm going to throw out an airlock in the third one or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, change, like, yeah. like there's just a lot more there, and their heads probably. I don't think they. It's just I imagine if you're making that game today, you'd probably think like, like look at how Cyberpunk turned out. That game didn't intend to be. Not that I want to inflame this conversation, but I don't think they set out to be the end all be all of a game for a safe space for LGBTQ all that kind of things. Right. There was gender bending in the game and they they touch on it, but they you know they probably you know there's a lot of controversy leading up to that game and they had to make changes for it. I imagine if you're making Mass Effect now, that kind of stuff would also come out like, well, you know, like exactly what you're saying. Well that um, is something that's actually in the news right now um which is the fact that a lot of modders are adding romances back to the game because the game has locked audio files because there were a lot more same-sex romances in Mass Effect that they kind of buckled to pressure and didn't include at the time right. oh, um interesting so they they didn't exist, but a lot of audio files and things like that exist for it. So modders now. are now yeah. unlocking that. And so it's it's definitely a case of they were clearly, you know, wanting to push it further than they were able to then. So I I feel like if they were going to redo it now, you know, maybe that's yeah. something they tackle, but you know, that's a such a powder keg for a giant corporation. Hey guys, what do you think would be best for our shares? Like, should we should we go transgender? Should we stay should away we, from it? Should, should we, we possibly <laughs> address this and maybe mess it up and make things worse for us? Or maybe we just don't we if you picked a male shepherd, you get a male shepherd. I mean the answer is always like we'll bet on getting it wrong, so why make the attempt? And that's what most video games do, right? Yeah. They're just like uh, unless it's like unless it's super duper safe and a consultant's been you know triple checked everything it, if they're trying to be risque and take a chance there's the catastrophe if they miss the pr nightmares I'm, i mean too, i'll right? acknowledge uh just for anybody hearing this because i i know we have some some trans listeners and stuff like that but um we are not the right people to talk about. oh no this. we have no idea but no idea. uh i will also say you know you look at something like uh lev in the last of us part two um which was a character that they wanted to do they wanted to do respectfully they had a consultant come in and talk to them about it they were told areas that they thought there would be pushback they were told what they were doing right and that still wound up being a very controversial thing like yeah. it's a thing that even when you go through certain channels you know you kind of can't say oh well there's a 100 percent guarantee that this is going to be fine like it's just not something that's that cut and dry right. um and i think that there is it's unfortunate to some degree, because I do think it makes people go, well, let's just err on the side of not acknowledging it or not touching it. And 
I think that's that's kind of a bummer too, you know, to mm. feel like, well, you get no representation because it's too controversial to try. Yeah, it's almost but worse. At the same time, you know, I also understand where that becomes the outcome. Sure. So my my big thing rough. is like just from a mechanic standpoint, because this is funny, I hadn't thought of any of that. All I was thinking is Oh, now I can just switch over and see how Jennifer Hale does the job because everyone keeps telling me how great she is. <laughs> we took it way too far. Like, no, for did. real. For real, that was all I was thinking. But but now I realize that is a it's much more complicated. I can't it's not a decision that EA could have made simply, nor could uh or Bioware rather, and nor could uh, you know, anybody on the corporate level or or even now. Like I, I get that it's far more complicated, especially in a game where everything's about you made a decision before and then later we're gonna bring it up again. Because this this impacted this, and therefore you did this, and you know that's the game. That is the Mass Effect through line, which is one of its strengths. So you're not just to ignore the fact that there has been a massive change to Shepard, and that he's a lady now. You couldn't avoid that. Now the thing I do hate about that choice is that when they say you want to customize, and I go sure, why not? The default's like this guy with lamb chop hair and like a mustache, and and he's bald. Like maybe a little closer to what he looked like before. <laughs> I'm not going with it should, this. It should, it should let you unlock more fabulous options. Like if they had the, because I think I caught I said this in our chat. We were talking about it. Like Mass Effect has a B movie aesthetic. Like everyone's kind of fugly in in a, in a certain way. And maybe it's just the limitation of the graphics. Like there's no, um, there's no fat. Like there's no clear. Uh, there's no one looks like what's his name. Um, there's no Brad Pitts in this, right? There, there are no uh, Henry Cavill. Like, you don't look at any character and go like, "Oh my god!" Like, not even Miranda. And I think it's just the graphic engine they yeah, use. Like, everyone probably. just yeah. looks a little like, yeah, they're hot, but they're kind of B movie hot. Like, they're it's just <laughs> it carries through. So then you're given this opportunity to enhance your body. You figure maybe at that point you'd be given some video gamey like, you know, do you want? Super like highlights in your hair. Do you want naturally green hair, not dyed, but green pigmented hair? We can do that in the science fiction future. Sure. Do you want fifteen eyebrows? You know, we can do that. And <laughs> like we, the guys when in we two. resurrect you from the dead, we can give you some new options. What are those guys in We're, two called? The name of the uh, what's the race with the many the multiple eyes stacked on top of each other? Oh, the Batarians. I hate those guys so much. Oh yeah, they're ugly. Ah, oh, them and the Vorcha. They can they're go nasty. fly off to their own planet and shoot each other. I freaking hate those guys. <laughs> yeah, the Vorcha. I thought I didn't like Batarians, and then they introduced the Vorcha, and I was like, oh, whoa! Turns out I'm space racist in a completely different yeah, way. Yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> um, the Vorcha are bad. Yeah. I, yeah, I if they put a Vorcha companion in the game, I would have been like, "We're done." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm leaving him down in engineering and never talking to him again. Yeah, it's they uh, were yeah. the worst. It's a it's a it's a fun thing oh, to yeah, see again, and it's fun to know that they are brewing something new with that teaser we got last year. What was it? Tally picking up some armor out in the middle of some planet. No, Liara. Was it Liara? Oh, I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, and N7 armor, so could be Shepard. Could be Shepard. Who knows? Could be Shepard. But here's the thing. Like, uh, whatever they do there, they I think the opportunity to focus on the aliens is is something that I hope they do moving forward. Because I'll say this. The graphics in those games, the facial stuff, it's not great. It's still pretty good. But in its time, maybe groundbreaking. But today, it's, you know... It's their lip sync's not great. The teeth look weird. It's, you know, it's kind of rubbery and weird. Um, 
But it's not when Morden talks and it's not when Tal- uh, Tally says something or does things. She's mostly just blinking, but um, with a little light down there. But but you know what I mean? Like when they do aliens, that stylization uh, works. Uh, Garrus looks fine when he talks like it's it's just enough weird that it that it's it doesn't end up with the uncanny valley it's just all the humans look like a bunch of broken robots yeah. it's really weird well that's there's a reason everybody crushes after garris and tally and you know these characters nobody crushes after the humans in that game they're all like oh that's not a good looking human no yeah. then you got garris who in theory would be like you know hugging on a crab or something but everyone's <laughs> like yeah no i banged garris yeah <laughs> of course i went play femship and i went you know you went full uh, garris what do they call yeah. it cisgendered or whatever is it because he's uh you know ribbed for your uh you know your uh your i mean they don't really get into it technically it's not the witcher <laughs> no <laughs> the, although i like, do i do like cut, the garris the garris like, shepherd like, romance they have to figure it out there's a lot of dialogue of it's gonna work <laughs> really yeah. i never yeah. did any of that stuff in the game like i wondered I if it. you know because he's he has such sharp angles like he looks like he's kind of got a shell i'm like is his penis like a sword like what you know like ching it, you know is it soft or is it actually hard and maybe dangerous to human equipment Ugh. you know did they, did they, have they didn't really creative. get into it but they did i guess they did comment it's been a while yeah. Well, I did. Okay. Yeah, there is dialogue as they try and figure out how it's going to work. They they don't get in depth. He doesn't go, well, Shepard, my sword is a penis. Uh, <laughs> they don't do that. Oh, my penis is a sword, you mean? My bad. Uh, yeah, my- <laughs> 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 just had to correct you there. You know, it's important. My sword is a penis. <laughs> That's cyberpunk. Are- I literally yeah. have a dildo that I hit people there with. There are more right. like them, but this one is mine, that whole thing. Um. Anyway, all right enough about mass effect it was great and um and i realized i jumped way ahead on reviewing it but if you are thinking that if it's been long enough and you kind of don't remember a lot or you're just so fond of it you got nostalgia for it or even if you just want to see if a game for three games and all the dlc is worth 59 bucks and runs as beautifully as it does i think it's it's one of my favorite things i've spent money on in gaming this year really really freaking enjoyed it it's been a joy to get back, yeah. and the the changes they made are good. I I do want to throw in one more change. Uh, they fixed seeing Tally's face in the game. Oh right, um, the photo. One of whatever. the one of the interesting stories that came out of Mass Effect Three was you know everybody wondered if you were actually going to get to see Tally, and there's a part where you get a picture that's supposed to be Tally outside of the suit. And it was some Getty images model that somebody had just crudely Photoshopped over the top of her. Yep. And they were like, yeah, that's Tally. If we did it, everybody could job. Yep. Uh, that has been replaced with uh, something a little more authentic and original instead of just something they downloaded from a stock photo website. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It's a nice <laughs> touch. Because... doing that with a Miranda or something, but this was like a three game buildup to like figuring out who she was. And it was like, oh, we didn't think of that. <laughs> like we yeah. just grab some off Google image search. They won't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a one, I, I guess I read an article about it and they, you know, literally paid Getty images for it. You have to with that stuff or you get, you know, that's illegal to otherwise. So they paid for some image and I'm like, well, you guys got like artists there and stuff. Like you made the whole game here. A whole series of games. <laughs> That's what I mean. It was like, oh, it was literally probably a week before they went gold or whatever they do when their games go gold. They're like, 
They're like, did anyone think of what Tally looks like? And they're like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> All like 200 developers are in a meeting going like, how do we forget this? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah, I just, oh man, I love her. I love her character so much. But anyway, uh, you know, I think it's have- one of those things too where, it, I don't know, sometimes it's better that you never see it in that Pulp Fiction briefcase kind of way. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe I, I like know, to think yeah. there was an internal debate about that where you would never see her face because it's an imagination device. And video games in particular are guilty of trying to show you everything Mm. that they often forget the power of just not showing certain things in that way. Yeah. It's like, uh, what is it like Vera on mash or not mash cheers, uh, Norm's wife. You never saw her. You just knew that she was there and she had this, she was like, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a dramatic device. This is a dramatic device text in, inside a video game yeah so, and i can think of other yeah. examples maybe because well, they were the end of their trilogy it didn't matter so much but there are other examples out there of when you when you break that rule things go south like not to keep it into sitcoms or even the same genre and or spinoffs at sitcom but i always drove me crazy on fraser niles and daphne had this amazing many season tension between the two she didn't know how he felt about her and he constantly was pining for her, and it just added to the story, and it really made those characters interesting. The minute in later seasons they have them finally figure out they like each other, and now they're together, I could give less of a shit. Like, yeah. Right. Like, oh, right. yeah, that's an old example. And with the office, Jim and Pam, you know, yeah, they're same interesting until they hook up. And- same deal. Yeah, it's yeah. another yeah. good See, example. I- because the the thing about this is that like she's um, command Tally's like her race is like hot stuff elf people. Wouldn't it be more interesting if you fell in love with this person with the mask and they took it off and looks like an HG Geiger, you know, barfed on a plate and <laughs> made a human face in it? Like, you know, <laughs> like, like that, that, then you'd be like, then you'd be, well, I love you, but I don't love how you look. Oh, oh no. Like there's, at least there would be a good story behind that. I feel like, so I, don't I like know. that. They, they really now- also played it the same don't worry that uh, that person in a mask you like is really hot by human standards. Not to worry, yeah, everyone. Yeah, don't it's worry. It's cool. You, you're, it's you're only fine. a science fiction game, but we wouldn't do you like that. You know, it's like just hit on Ashley if you want a human. Like, why is Tally got to well, look like? Yeah, and save your emails. By the way, we know it's HR. We know it's HR Giger, not HG Geiger. But I just want to put that out there. <laughs> okay, some letters. Who cares? So HL Geiger, you know. whatever. It doesn't matter. HL Geiger. <laughs> so wait a minute i do have a question if if bo was a romance garris guy and scott was a romance tally guy did you guys does that mean you guys didn't know that garris and tally hook up if you don't hook up with the two of them uh well oh, i never no, hooked I up i never hooked I, up with them so i don't know i i don't think so i guess i don't they have, know that. They have a romance thing if you're like they, they couple up and spin off into their yeah. own show <laughs> the own catch show. um you catch them uh uh calibrating together on the normandy if uh you don't romance either wait in their suits harris's chin could crack her mask well that's not asking like is she is she okay is he in his big dumb suit with the way too big neck hole that he wears constantly they're just they're light hugging it's they're not like pounding it out on the below deck of the normandy (laughs) they're just 
They're just <laughs> hugging, and you walk in on them, and they are very awkward and cute about it. In full view of Jack, who wears leather straps for boob holders. So that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a family. Jack pisses me off. Anyway, the point is, uh, that game's great. Those games are great. It's a it's a bygone thing. It's a, Especially for its time, it's an amazing thing with a lot of staying power. And I can't wait to play more of it. And um, yeah, I think I'm well, going to dive in. Yeah, All this Mass Effect talk is... I know it's got you. It's wet your whistle. Stu- it's wet my wh- my whipple. Your your nipple. Yeah, your whipple and your yeah. nipple. Both are both my, are wet. My and, nipple uh, whipples. Oh, I should say. Um, uh, the other reason to play Andromeda is, uh, you know, I've got it on Game Pass. It's costs nothing. So yes, <laughs> that's a good gonna, reason to do it. <laughs> yeah, just gonna play it. I in fact installed it already, so that when all this is done, I'll just roll over there, give it a crack, and see what I think. All right. We should probably do some of this news. Here. Right, maybe this week. Yeah. <laughs> this is a long intro. About an hour. Yeah, about an hour of talk about Mass Effect. I think it deserved it, so I don't have a problem with it. Whatever, yeah, it was. it's a big event. Uh, let's talk about a few things going on. Uh, there's no BlizzCon this year. It's been confirmed. They're not doing it later this year. Uh, they said there'd be some sort of hybrid event early on in 2022. I don't know what that means. Uh, probably a little bit like their digital event they had earlier this year. Maybe combined with some remote stuff, uh, who knows? They didn't get any any uh, details, but a full blown event is not happening. And a lot of U.S. people are like, "Boo! We totally could do it this year. It's high enough vaccination rate, this and that." And I believe that they probably had the place reserved, and probably were thinking and looking forward to it, and probably took a look at their their international situation, which they are an international draw. This isn't going to be just U.S. attendees. Um, and a lot of the world is not ready yet. <laughs> like there is some, we're, we're getting real comfy down here about our vaccination systems, uh, here in the States, but it ain't like that everywhere. I've got people and friends in Europe that are in full lockdown again because of outbreaks and, uh, spreader events and other yeah, stuff. Variants and that kind of Yeah, thing it's too. bad. So until it's great, then I wouldn't take that liability or make that commitment either. I'm not shocked by this at all. People are reading into it too much. Oh, this is just another sign. I'm like, no, it isn't. This is just them making a very smart business decision. They make money with this event and they'll lose money by not having it. They know that this is not the time. So I'm fine with it. Like do your digital thing again, maybe 2022 end of the year. Maybe then it makes sense. You'll also have more to say. say, I'm disappointed. I mean, yeah, that's okay. Do we we have to also add in the whole, like, you know, all the other BS Just say like, I'm really sad about this. I agree. That's that's how the sh- that's exactly because my thing is like oh I really I was actually looking forward to seeing my friends this year and yeah. and now I'm not and it's okay maybe I'll see them in another way or another format or or I don't know a lot of things that are involve international sort of gatherings just aren't happening so it just is what it is until it isn't. Um, I'm getting my first shot next week. Ooh, in finally the, you're going to get it in the left arm or the right arm. Not that it matters. I don't know. I just booked the appointment and yeah, I'm going to go. I, I, everyone, anyway, not that we need to get into it here, but everyone's talking about the vaccine. Which vaccine is it? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just yeah. like, I don't care. Stop talking to me, but I'm going to get the shot and it'll be yeah. done. I just, it's just not that I have anything against it. It's just boring. I'm just like, I just don't want to talk <laughs> You're about You're All right. No, no, no. I, 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 I just don't want to talk about vaccines. Just give me the vaccine. Let me move on with my life. I, <laughs> so, I agree. I'm with you. That's how I kind of felt. I have no idea anything about what it is. It's just next week and I can't wait. I think. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't. Hurt. Looking forward to it. Uh, Dead by Daylight 2. No, no. 
the sorry what am i thinking i'm thinking of that other thing they talked about today the um the other zombie Dying game light. yes uh that got talked about and they showed a bunch of stuff anyway and that's coming out this year uh but that's not what we're going to talk about here dead by daylight this like uh, uh symmetrical horror thing where one one uh bad guy chases the five of you around you try to escape game is getting leon s kennedy jill valentine and nemesis from john's favorite video game resident evil two and three how does that yeah. feel, John? You feel like they've been listening to you? They're stoked to get you into I, daylight. I feel I don't feel like they've been listening to me because it's certainly not who I would have picked if it was if they were listening to me. It's Scott and Leon, so you know we did good. Yeah, we, we are one third of the way there. Um, but uh, you know, Jill's fine. Jill's Jill's fine. Um, Nemesis. I mean, clearly they wanted something that's going to be tentacly, and I guess that's going to be Nemesis. I would have gone with Mister X. I feel like he's way cooler than Nemesis. But uh, that could happen, though. Me. Plus, they skin that's those me. guys. They get skins, so they'll probably just skin them to Mister X or something. Yeah, and yeah. that that'll be fine. And also, it's the it's the remake Nemesis, which I don't like. He's got the weird side nose. Yeah, and I kind of like my Nemesis noseless. But <laughs> they do a lot of skin stuff, yeah. uh, like you said. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be in there. It makes me want to play uh, Dead by Daylight. I you know I want to be Leon. It gave me a survivor I actually care about because that's the thing is I see that game and I'm like I just want to be the killer all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh really you don't want to play as Jason this the lumberjack who's wearing flannel and running away like no that's not exciting to me. I want to play as the killer. Yeah. You picked um, on a random name that was unfortunate because I know I, d- I realized like, that as I said like, it and I was like shit. Like I could have picked like, literally any name. <laughs> And I went with one that's actually a killer. Yeah, I get you. You mean like, you know, um, Dr. Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dr. Phil. That's a great idea. All right, everyone, we're going to get away from the bad guy. (laughs) Do it. No, no. Make him the guy. Make him the new. Okay. The new killer to be put in the game should be Dr. Phil. That's an amazing idea. Have him going. Clubs people with a weight loss book. I'm not an actual uh, psychiatrist. Look out. Run. You have to get away from You need to call your mother. Yeah. You call your mother. Dude. (laughs) You do better than I do. You call your mother. That's amazing. What a great idea that is. (laughs) Um. But thank you. Uh, enjoy. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed. Oh, that would be even better. The survivors are the monsters. So you play as Jason Freddy Krueger, and you're the survivors trying to get away from Doctor Phil. Yeah. See. See. Yeah. Is right, he the, just like it's like the, the horror is yeah. the wholesome person. This the not a true wholesome person, but you know a TV wholesome. You know, it's Doctor Oz is Doctor Phil. Right. Yeah. It's well, like you know, um, what, what do they call them? I hate all those uh, guys. TV doctors are not the worst. A, not a libertarian, um, not a philanthropist. What's the name for it? Uh, a dilettante, maybe. You uh, know, not even a dilettante. Just you know, somebody who's like it makes it's it's important that they're known who they are as well as you know, and all this crap. Yeah, people I sh- yeah. doctors I don't trust. Is that who you're describing? I think that's who you're describing. Yeah, doctors, doctors and other TV, you know, self help personalities. Yeah, I don't are, like those guys that are sus. That are sus. Super sus. Super sus. Sus. Uh, that's free on Epic this week, by the way. If you haven't picked up, the I PC saw version. that. Yeah, yeah. You just pick it up. Super there. sus? No, uh, Among Us is up there. Oh, Among Us! I had somebody uh, write me and go, "Can you believe it? They bought them and then immediately made it free." And I went, "They didn't buy them." And they're like, "Oh, I was thinking of the other one with the little running guys." Uh, <laughs> oh, the what's that yeah. called? Um, bumbly dudes, bumbly men uh, running around with little men. What's it called? Whatever it is. 
the running one. <laughs> that's the one Epic bought, and uh, they did not. Oh, Fall Guys. Yeah, Fall Guys. That's it. Jeez Louise. Uh, oh, Brian Dunaway in the chat. Hey, Brian. Uh, the, Hi, Brian. He's that. He's co-host on the second biggest video games podcast on the network. He's, oh, he's gonna hate that. Wait, wait, wait oh. to place this on a list. That was <laughs> like, that was like some shade, but it's also show. kind of against yours. Yeah, no, so no, it was, totally I is. Don't know because he gets all worked up about it. See, he's laughing because he knows we're always saying. Well, we I got a crossover event. He's got. I got to have our bigger. own Infinity War. It's like we got to be bigger than Core. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> um. Anyway. So there's Dragon Beef, not Dragon Beef, uh, Nemesis Beef for you. Uh, moving on. Let's go to uh, Microsoft confirming Starfield to be shown at the E3 adjacent Xbox Bethesda showcase. Or that may actually be at the E3 thing. I'm not actually sure. Anyway, Xbox Bethesda, first time as a married couple, will present Starfield. Uh, a lot of it, I guess, is the talk. Uh, so we're going to know what that game is in June. That's uh, exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. I want to know what the hell that is. Like, speaking of games that are you know, massive scope space RPGs, Mass Effect, as, you know, one that we were just playing, I would be all into their take on this and have been pretty excited about this since they announced it. So we're going to get a whole bunch more. And also... I mean, they're an the, ambitious company, so hopefully... Right. But doesn't... Don't yeah. they sometimes... Um, uh, don't they sometimes uh, make the announcement or the bigger part of the announcement and then release it like six months later? Like they're known for that at Bethesda. Wouldn't yeah, that be cool? Yeah, they're not going to do that with Starfield. Oh, They'll that'd do be that great with... if they did, though. No, they do that with the little Vault mobile game. No, they yeah, did it with so... Fallout 4. They literally announced Fallout 4 at E3. No, that year. Oh, that's the, the right. Sky... They did do that, they didn't did. they? Yes. Yeah. And Fallout uh, Shelter was in the same announcement day. It was at the very end, and they were like, and you can install it now kind of thing. But I mean, I think Skyrim was a year. I don't yeah, remember when also, they announced it versus when they let Fallout it out. Fallout 4 wasn't any good. Fallout 4 was fine. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It wasn't. I mean, I it was no new play, Vegas. No, but, I mean, it wasn't. We're talking Bethesda. Like we expect, we have Skyrim levels of expectations, right? Yeah, that's true. If it's just fine. It, then it's just fine. Yeah, you're right. But I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think the timing. I'm. I'm, I'm I guess what I'm saying is, I think they're working on things a lot longer before they announce release dates. So that's what that told me with four. Uh, with four, which came out what 2014 was the announcement. Came out later that year, and I was like, yeah, dude, just freaking loved it. And then. Yeah. And then John said, it's not very good. And I said, no, it's, it, it is good. And then I forgot all about it. So, yeah, it's not, it's not very sure good. It'll be it's fine. <laughs> the, the only worry if it's just Skyrim, but you change, pl- you just fast travel between planets. Uh, but it's, you know, hopefully oh my it's gosh, not. dude. That would be hopefully it's not bad. bad. Uh, well, I mean, if I expect Bethesda, I'm sure this is going to be an ambitious thing. I think we should just eat our pats and wait. Well, what you just did, uh, in mouth and wait. What you space pot over a space chef's head and steal all his space cheese. <laughs> don't get me excited. Yeah, like I hope it's ambitious, right? I don't want it to be like I sneak around corners and steal things, but it's a sci-fi skin. Like there should be high concept ideas, like you know, remote control teleporting, stealing devices, or you know, I want to see weird ideas from them. It's supposed to be Todd Howard's baby, man. It's like the thing he's most stoked about ever. So I'm not saying that means anything other than you know it's ambitious but we'll see if they can pull it off and uh, i'll be excited to hear one way or the other like i really liked yeah. outer worlds a lot the game made by um uh, who made that 
the other Microsoft Obsidian. Obsidian, right? And they're the same same dudes. What made uh, Fallout New Vegas my favorite Fallout game? And they are, feel very similar. And they are kind of just teleporting from planet to planet. There isn't a lot of space stuff in it. I don't think I can't imagine they're making something that's just a lobby of of a space map and then you porting around to planets. It's got to be more, right? I mean, there's a lot of games that are like that, anyways. You know, even even space adventure, like just point and click ones from a long time ago. Or, you know, they're just kind of like that, right? They're instance to yeah. like whatever you're doing. They're not very open worldy. I just sort of worry that I just don't want it to be like a Elder Scrolls formulation on top of a sci-fi setting, which is the impression Outer Worlds gives me. I didn't really play it that much. I played like the first hour. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of hoping you get a ship. Maybe there's a bit of FTL in there. You can customize your ship. You can travel the stars. Yeah. If you didn't cool. land on a planet, even maybe it's all space. Like because it's called Starfield, maybe it's all you know space shit. Yeah. Like. Um, what's that game? That classic game? It was, was oh, there's there's um like back in VGA times. Um, Star. And it was it has a name. It's kind of like that. I was looking at it the other day. And oh, you Star just tra- Con- Star Control. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Or two Star Control two. Star I Control think. two. One yeah. of those. Yeah, I think it's a, the two in there. But it's one of those games. It's probably Star Control. But you know what I mean, right? Like yeah. it's space is the place, not really the planet so much. Right. Yeah. So it could totally be that but have the role-playing elements that, you know, Bethesda's known for. Like, yeah. I think that's what I would be right. in the mood for. Yeah. Like a pretty decent a main story, but if you join the Space Thieves Guild. Like in Mass Effect, you're a captain, but you don't do, do any real space exploration. Like, you go to, you highlight the planet, you play in a little mini game where you can land on other planets, but all involves landing on planets. Yeah. And we were talking about this like two or like a few we episodes were. ago, but we real space game. Yeah. This needs to be a real space game. I mean, that if I'm putting an expectation, it's that. I don't want Skyrim, you know, style exotic planets. Yeah. Like, I, I, we don't need that. I think everybody wants to make Star Citizen, and now it's just a matter of who's going to actually do it. And would, it, would Star Citizen even be the ones that end up doing it? Like, can you make a game that's so immersive? I don't think Star Citizen's going to be like that. Well, I think Star Citizen's. That's what I'm saying. It's like, the, the promise of it, the promise of Star you're, Citizen is what everyone's chasing and whether or not. You're not going to be a captain of a ship. You're going to have your own little starship and you're going to do everything yourself on the ship. I mean, I'm talking about like you've got a Normandy crew or an Enterprise style crew and you're captaining your way through space, making spaceship encounters, right? Bring them on screen, beam over to their ship. Yeah. Oh no, there's a hull breach, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Speaking of which, the Normandy popped up in No Man's Sky and John went and earned that shit. Nice job. I did. Yeah, well I done. I had to. It was like a mandate from the you're a Mass Effect fan gods. They said, you gotta get this. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. It's part of their, uh, so they we talked about it a little ways back. They started a thing called Expeditions in No Man's Sky, which was sort of a quasi multiplayer. You can kind of play it by yourself, but everybody kind of gets dropped at the same starting point, uh, same starting planet. And you don't really go through the game exactly as you know it. You start with more like you've got some some stuff already unlocked and they give you objectives. And for the first expedition that they did, it was very basic stuff. It was kind of like going through almost that tutorial. Yeah. This one was a little different. So you start on the planet, they plop you down, and they say, hey, construct a, uh, a rover and start roving around the planet. And that's the first thing that you had to do. And you 
you pretty much have the materials to do it right out the gate. Um, it, overall, it was not that hard of a challenge to do. Uh, it took me about seven hours, according to the playtime that it had for me. Yeah. Uh, and I, it could have been done a lot faster, especially if I had used the guide rather than just trying to figure out my way through it myself. And um, it's neat. So what you actually get is uh, in No Man's Sky, you can get a freighter in addition to your little space uh, fighter ship that you're in. And uh, as part of having a freighter, you can have a fleet of ships that you send out on missions to get you additional supplies. And the Normandy will join you as a fleet ship oh, okay. uh, that you can send out and do missions. So it's not something you fly directly. It's not something that you board or go inside. Um, it's a fleet ship that you command. But it's modeled beautifully. It looks great. There's a couple of fun inside jokes there. It's the original Normandy, and so when you look at the details for it, uh, one of the little facts it lists about it is that it needs an aquarium, which the original <laughs> Normandy did not have. Yeah. Um, but all future iterations did. And there was just something really neat about you know the end of this quest in No Man's Sky because you're you're trying to find this weapon that you keep hearing about, and then when you activate it up in the sky you just see the ship warp in and you just see the normandy warp in over the planet and they actually have it programmed where it kind of just follows wherever you go up until you uh fly and inspect it and so you just are staring up in the sky and you just got this massive ship just just in atmosphere floating above you it was really really a neat thing um it's not in the game forever in fact you have until the end of this month to get it uh, it doesn't take too, too long. If And basically, if you do the expeditions, everybody's starting from the same point. So it doesn't matter if you say, well, I'm a you know brand new person. Sure. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it. Like, you will be able to get it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's a little tricky, and I have heard from some people, is the game definitely makes some assumptions that you're familiar with No Man's Sky. Like, it doesn't fully tutorialize you through it. It helps you... But if you've never played the game before, there's going to be some things it asks you to do that are going to be a little tricky getting it. But sure. Yeah, so it suck really it, casuals. Cool yeah, take that. And <laughs> the the neat thing is, is you unlock this for all future playthroughs. So if I start a new No Man's Sky game, I can get the Normandy in that game anytime I want now. From now on, uh, it's available to me. But also the expedition save, once the expedition ends, just becomes a regular No Man's Sky save. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, they give you a ton. I mean, I've got millions of credits and I've got a, a ship that I've never had uh, before. Like, all this stuff as part of it. And it's... I can just keep playing off that save if I want. They're not going to take it away. So uh, I think it's worth checking out to anybody that likes No Man's Sky and wants to get the Normandy in it. The Wraith in the chat says you can also use the Normandy in your creative mode games after you've unlocked it. So it sounds like it might be in perpetuity in other modes as well. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Very nice. Very cool thing. You have time, everybody, like three days. So get in there and knock it out if you want it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, Uncharted 4 coming to PC, it looks like. It looks like that's happening. And, um, that is a good sign, I think, that a lot of Sony stuff might end up there. I don't necessarily like how old 4 is versus its release date. Um, I would love yeah. to see more games come out maybe a year after their PlayStation exclusivity. I don't know if that's going to be possible or not. 
but I really like the port of um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I really like the port of another game I played today, or am playing today, Days Gone, which I'll talk about in a minute. And I'm all for that. Um, Uncharted 4, I liked quite a bit. I would be more interested in them putting some sort of um, their of their own sort of remastered trilogy together so that it was all a little bit more up to date so you could play 1 through 4 and, and uh, get that whole experience. But I know people will take whatever they can get. 4 is a pretty awesome game. So look forward to that. Uh, finally, oh, what's this? Sonic? I forgot this Sonic thing happened. All right. So Sonic- let's talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, Scott, your yeah. favorite video game character and mine. He's really the best ever. Um, look, I know there's a lot of fandom for Sonic, and I, I'll admit, back in my early Genesis days, played a lot of Sonic games. Seemed like, you know, Sega's answer to, to Mario was pretty cool with his speed and his whatnot. Uh, these days, I just kind of roll my eyes when I hear about Sonic, but he's showing up in a whole bunch of stuff, including a new 3D game a collection of 1, 2, and 3, plus Sonic and Knuckles, plus CD, and a remaster of Sonic Colors, which came out on the... When that came out on? GBA? Whatever it was. Uh, I think the Wii. Was it? I think it was like a, a Wii or a, not Switch. Well, it definitely a wasn't... Wii game? I don't know. One of the... It wasn't Game Gear, though, because that was a... They had a Sonic game, but it wasn't Sonic Colors. I don't know what it was called. Anyway. Yeah. I also had a Game Gear. That thing had the battery life of a flea. It was terrible. Anyway... Uh, he's now guesting in Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Now you might think, wait a minute, what? No, this is like a serious sports game, Olympics game with like <laughs> fully rendered out looking divers and runners and javelin chuckers and all that stuff. But then Sonic's in it somehow. So that's okay. Well, here's fine. the thing. Hold on. I got to stop you, Scott, because you're missing some of the details. All here. right. There, there is some excitement to this announcement. So for one thing. Uh, if you know the weird history of Sonic the Hedgehog 3 specifically, you know that there have not been a lot of re-releases or ports of Sonic the Hedgehog 3 because Michael Jackson uh, helped write music for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Whoa. And was famously very unhappy with how the music he created for the game was translated to the Sega Genesis and then withdrew from it. And as a result, there have been rights issues over the music in Sonic the Hedgehog 3. So it is very rarely ever ported on any sort of collection. This is a collection that's going to include that game. No word if they're going to do different music or what they're going to do. But that's part of what makes it so cool is 3 and Sonic and Knuckles are not often ported for because of Michael Jackson, of all things. Yeah. It's a very weird story it and a very weird. weird history. People should go look it up. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be in this collection. So if you liked Sonic the Hedgehog 3, it's very exciting. And, Scott, I want you to click the link <laughs> I that I included. I did. I want you to see the <laughs> wondrous thing that is this Sonic the Hedgehog in the Olympics thing. It is truly a spectacle to be held because it isn't Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a guy in a Sonic the Hedgehog suit. Yeah, a fully rendered out. So what they did is they didn't put Sonic in this game. They put a guy in a mascot uniform that is Sonic. It's a, it's a skin, basically, kind of. And yeah. uh, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Hold on. I, I thought this had a, I think this had the video in it. You have to see the video. Oh, where's video? It. There's video. 
Sonic. I don't see it in this I'll link. I'll find it. It wasn't in there. I looked at a bunch of stories. Yeah. Um, I want to see video. Yeah, it's not in here. That's unfortunate. Oh, video here. So they're still calling this 2020 Olympics, which is interesting because it got canceled, obviously. <laughs> there were no 2020 Olympics. And uh, they're still calling it that, which is weird because aren't there going to be uh, something, <laughs> right? Like a 2022 deal? Or maybe okay, this year? Okay. Well, there's I got a protest the going on right now. Here we go. I kind of don't want to have it. Yeah. Scott, you got to share this. This is truly a treasure. Like, there's a reason I wanted to talk about this, and 90% of it is this video right here. <laughs> okay, there's an Xbox video. Let's see what we got. <laughs> Copy link. I can't wait now. All right, let me get in here. Let me unmute it. Chat room, let's take a look here. All right, we got some. Guess who's competing at the Olympic Games this year? It's none other than the blue blur, Sonic the Hedgehog. No, it's not. It's a dude in a suit. Dress up your avatar as Sonic and compete in 18 fun-filled Olympic events. Go for the gold, your style, in basketball, tennis, football, and much more. This is your chance to compete in this year's Olympics with your family and friends. Tokyo 2020 is on all platforms June 22nd and is available for pre-order today. They have to do it, I'll tell you why. Why? Why is that? Because I saw they were doing the running, Uh the running event. Yeah. And if it was actually Sonic... Like he'd win hands down. Yeah, he'd just be there, like, like yeah. you couldn't actually have Sonic do like a real Sonic, like, and then he wouldn't run fast. Yeah, like he lost. <laughs> like, how is he going to lose any of those events against humans? Yeah, you know, they have to dress. I think, I think they had to do it because you know, um, verisimilitude. I yeah, and it's it's kind of better. Like John's not wrong here. Watching that. Basically watching it it like goofy, a serious sure. event yeah. and there's this dude in a suit is pretty pretty freaking funny. So. It's it's hilarious. It's incredible. <laughs> They're also putting him in two point hospital, which okay, that's weird <laughs> too. In a suit? Well, that's not that weird because uh, Sega published that game, so they already have like in that I play that game. In that game, you can put arcade machines in your hospital to keep people occupied while they're waiting for their appointments, and those arcade machines are like, oh, I forget. Um, they're Sega games though. And so they don't play. You can't play them, but they got little screens and the graphics going. And it's got headers and everything. So it looked like little arcade games. So it yeah, would not surprise me. This isn't just the arcade machine, Scott. This is the people walking around your hospital and facilitating your hospital Great. will be dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog characters. Again, it's not Sonic the Hedgehog. It's people dressed up as Sonic. So you go in to see your doctor, and yeah. your doctor comes in in a big Sonic the Hedgehog outfit. It's like, all right, we're going to take care of you. Don't worry. Yeah, but see, Time that makes chemotherapy. sense. Uh, why are you dressed up that way? I thought it would help make you feel better well, while we do the procedure. You, you got to remember, though, like Two Point Hospital is people. There's a, a patient type that walks through the hospital that their diagnosis is lightheaded, and it's literally people with light bulbs on their head. Like walking around with oh, their it's neck. not real disease. Oh no, 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 none of it's thing. like yeah, that. I haven't played it, but I heard that. Like, it's all don't goofy. Actually walk and, in. Yeah. I just had a pulmonary embolism. Can you uh, help me with that? Yeah. You know, like so. I guess what I'm saying stuff. is, as crossovers go, I actually think this sort of fits. I don't think that's too bad. Okay, okay. how about Lost Judgment, a Yakuza style game? 
which is also going to be crossing over with Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that's not surprising at all. (laughs) In this one, it is exactly that. It's just going to be an arcade. They're doing an arcade port of a Sonic fighting game that you can play. I've been playing Yakuza 0 and Yakuza 1. They have. Why, why played, are they doing uh, it though? What's the re? What is we have played this... Outrun. Well, they have arcades. That, generally, it's a mini game uh, of the thousands of mini games in Yakuza. No, I know that, but, but I'm saying why here. I'm, I'm saying why is Sonic game? suddenly? Why is Sonic and all these things all the, all all of a sudden? Because he's Sonic the Hedgehog, Scott. Is We're he having a birthday? His, it's not like his thirtieth oh. year anniversary. All right, he's now, like their he's, diet merit. It's like. What's it like? You know, like if you have an old guy on your sports team that used to be popular and yeah. isn't anymore, but you're still trying to hype the crap out of him. Like, yeah. it's like everyone's like, Sega, you had your day in the sun. Like, nobody thinks of Sega like in 2021 like they think of Nintendo, but they still have it. So they feel they have to push it, you know? And yeah. Well, Sega as a do. publisher, they're very successful right now. They're, 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 especially their PC side, they do tons of money. Yeah. It's not to say they're not successful. I just yeah. put on scale, like, we're not. They they act like he's as popular as Mario, and I'm like, there's there's just no way, you know, like that that battle was won. But what else are they gonna do? Yeah, like, you're not wrong. Like you're it has wrong. a legacy, right? So. They've got a, a sequel to that movie coming, and that first movie was better than it should have been. And you know, I don't know. It's all very middling, but I guess well done, Sega. Good job. You did it. You did it. You got Sonic where he needs to be in a suit doing a long jump. Nice work. Okay. Well, that's all we got there. Hey, uh, what if we had a, 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 a Ken Burns style uh, freaking Dear Martha? But but it was from a review from Steam. Now here's the thing: I can see the topic, and I'm already laughing inside, so I have no idea what to expect here based on what John <laughs> yeah, has no, written. I didn't want to miss this. I know this so is going to be amazing. So uh, let's get into it. Here we go. My dearest Martha, today I present to you my review for the video game. 3D hentai checkers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Strip checkers. The game that every copy of Windows should have come with. Not too challenging, but not easy either. The mastery of the double jump is easy to accomplish. Photos have good detail. The final stage, in my opinion, should have a few more positions. All in all, probably the best checkers game I have ever played. <laughs> what do I rate this? Five out of five. Wow. Would I recommend this game? Yes. Two adults. Yours in this life and the next. Corn is kit. <laughs> That's a great review. That's a really great that sounds review. like I should go look this up right now. Yeah, we should give a shot. We shouldn't make so much fun of these games. Maybe uh, 3D hentai checkers is, is. I don't imagine Scott could show it on the live stream though. No, Th- no, don't. No. And there's, but there's also no hentai. It's like weird, like 3D models. It's not really yeah, they're not, hentai. They're not photos. Like there's a Metacritic or sorry, Metacritic, a, um, a Steam link, and if you look at just some of the initial stuff, it's not like. Oh, that's funny. I went to okay. If you Google it, <laughs> I mean, what is hentai exactly? I've never been sure. You know, like I know what the B word means, but the hentai Google, word, I was what like, what is hentai exactly? Yeah, a genre of Japanese manga and anime characterized by overtly sexualized characters and sexually explicit images and plots. Well, that's really broad. I thought it always had to do with tentacles. 
You can only, by the way, (laughs) period. (laughs) It appears. I just assumed tentacles were always involved, but apparently that's not a requirement. This is apparently only available on the German store. It's not on. um, 3D hentai checkers. Here we go. Boom. No. It's saying you probably I got have your safe. You have your on. filter on, which you would need to turn it off again. And then in another week, you're going to be like, why are they showing me porn games again? Right. But why oh, did man, I get that? Is- listen, this is for real. You guys are going to, when I show you this, you're going to be like, what the heck? When I went to go there, it's why don't I get this? Game. Why did I get this? I just put it in the thing. Chat room. You That's it. Back. That's the one. Yeah. Look oh, at Pajana the- Wergoven. Oh. Yeah. Did product Bivet in hood die gen neat will design? Like, what do I, I, I'm not German. I don't know what they're saying. Images of body nudity. Five levels of nudity from full dress to full nudity. For unlocking next level, you need win in checkers game. <laughs> yeah, that's their description. And then that, look at the button to get in. Pagina? We're given. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pagina. Pagina, we're given. Oh, chat and, says and, it's and Dutch. And you, Loren. I think Dutch. that's just German for regular words. Chat, chat room says it's Dutch. I was wrong. It's not German, but whatever. Doesn't yeah, matter. maybe, it, yeah. German would be more. I spin. Sorry, I can do that. I'm German. <laughs> Sorry, all the Germans. I'm racist. That's fantastic. I'm German. I'm allowed to. Uh, I have permission, right? That's how. That's how it works. works. Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah. Is I can uh, do German. Sure. I can do Hungarian. That's... I can do Irish. They're all in my permission slip. Yeah, none of them are off limits. Thank you very much. Okay, so I guess I don't have the rights to see this, but uh, and Canadian, I suppose. Eh? It's uh, checkers is funny. Canadians, eh? Checkers is boring. Like. What's hentai? Checkers of books, anyway. <laughs> Checkers is boring. It's so boring. I like that you really got down to the crux of the issue with all of this. Well, it's like, look, you want to play some checkers? You want to see some boobs? That's all fine. But can we just talk about how Checkers is a boring <laughs> game and why are you playing it? I mean, yeah, why dude, is it this the chess? real story is that it's not just Checkers. There's a nine-game bundle for $11. You can get chess, 3D hentai blackjack, 3D hentai chess another chess oh additional girls oh okay. oh additional girls for your chess Got it's it. all dlc i thought it was so it's just chess blackjack and checkers but mm. i mean this isn't hentai no this is just not. like this is you know it's, it's well, what's someone the definition get, what is made the definition? porny stuff in the unreal or 3d blender or something like that like, yeah somebody got 3d studio max and went <laughs> i can make a porn game now here's exactly. here's the definition you guys ready for this here you go Hentai, a style of sexually explicit comic books, animated videos, and computer games originally developed in Japan. A work of anime or manga or similar medium that contains sexual or pornographic art, plural form of hentai. Uh, so I mean, that, what, I, what I take from that is it could just be sexual and not pornographic necessarily. That could be the I deal. mean, cyberpunk is hentai then. Like it's, well, it seems too broad to my in my mind. I thought it. I feel like tentacles should be required. Well, you need the Japan part. That's the that's the name. Yeah, this doesn't have that, and yeah. it's not. I mean, like I said, yeah, it's I guess crude not either. 3D models. It's not. But I no think art. It's a, <laughs> there's no I just art think to this. We classify things by words, right? So you can just say like it's a porn game, and then you think okay, it's a porn game. But if you think hentai, then you think well, there's some weird shit in here. And then, so I, if I just see a regular porn game, I'm like, well, you've misclassified this, at least the way we do it in the English-speaking world. You know, I I'm, guess so. But where's the weirdness? Why don't I just call it a porn game? Check, right? Checkers like, and 3D naked ladies to me is a pretty weird combo to me. Like at some point, yeah, like that's a different weirdness. Like it's not a porn weirdness; it's a game gamey weirdness. You're, you're <laughs> like, right. You're it's, right. It's a combination. It's it's like eating Chinese food and and. 
ice cream like on the same plate when you go to a buffet like you, you have your chinese food then you go for the ice cream later you don't Ugh. you don't mix the egg you don't dip yeah. the egg roll into your chocolate and peanut butter ice cream oh right? my you gosh know? that sounds so bad that sounds so yeah, bad that, that, so that's what's like checkers and porn i'm just like you know i'll <laughs> i'll start with the checkers and, and then have the porn to finish off or something <laughs> Look, you know, everybody wants to reminisce about the days when they were young and dumb and didn't have a set of cards for strip poker, and they went, well, what other game can we play strip? Yeah, strip checkers. I got checkers. Yeah, checkers. I guess. I don't know. It seems, just given all that's out there, they could be playing KFC (laughs) porn or whatever, like... Yeah, not porn. What is that KFC game? KFC relationship. Why wasn't the KFC porn game called Finger Licking Good? It probably was, and we just don't know it. And that wasn't a porn game. That was just like a romance novel. You didn't make it far enough. Yeah, usually those things climax into nudity, and you know. Yeah, but then not in that game. That game's a brand. That brand is not going to do that. It's KFC. It's not like no, no. That's it. Probably does. What you do is you buy the game on Steam, and then you download the extra content (laughs) from the workshop. Like that's all. All those games get around. Yeah, there's probably Colonel's code. (laughs) You got Subverse because of it. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Did anyone play Subverse? No. Dunaway almost bought it because he thought that'd be funny and he didn't do it. I don't think they just watched the trailer and was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like I don't need to buy it. <laughs> like I'm good. I got yeah, I did. I was going to only say that because I know he's listening. I was going to subject myself to the horrible Colonel Sanders lifetime Christmas special where Mario yeah. Lopez played the Colonel and all that. And I, all didn't, right, well, I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Well, once we get it, once uh, our paychecks come in there, I'll buy Subverse. All right. Let want. us know how that goes. Subverse. Yep. Bo's right. I don't think, <laughs> I don't, don't I think, think you're allowed you. to, but you should. Yeah. Go ahead and do yeah, it. It's a video game. It. It's uh, not sexually relevant con- content. No. no okay. Yeah. I have to stream it on uh, Subverse. <laughs> yeah. Subverse.com. <laughs> That's how they get you. But you buy the game, then you got to stream it on their dumb service. All right. Uh, there's that. What else? Uh, oh, how about some conversation about the games we played? We have talked at length about ME, uh, Mass Effect, and we won't do any more of that. But I will tell you that the other game I played a bunch of and ended up really liking. And um, again, it's one of these weird ones. I played a lot of Pressure Washer Simulator. <laughs> That's a Scott-ass game. Yep. When I saw that, I'm like, yep. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly a right. Game now, what's from. funny is this is a code that came from a developer that had heard somehow that I was into these and said, we think you might like this one. I also had a listener who sent me an email before all that and said, hey, you should check this out. It's a lot like uh, House Flipper and, you know, you know, the stuff, these these weird things you've discovered. And I he, they were right. It's 100% that. It's also incredibly satisfying. If neither of you or anyone else listening to this has ever used an actual pressure washer on some really dirty cement or to get grime out of a tire or clean up an old uh, barbecue that just sat for years after being used last and never cleaned. It is one of the most satisfying experiences in real life to use a pressure washer on things that are dirty. It's amazing. Pressure washer. It's hard to say, right? Pressure Pressure washer. (laughs) And that's what they're doing here. They're like, they're like saying, all right, that thing that's so satisfying. What if we gamify it? That's just what they've done. So it's a short campaign right now. It's an early access. So there's more coming, but Super polished, really cleaned up, um, easy to use and play, and looks great. And you do what you think. Like the first mission is go clean a van, and the van What's is that on uh, PC. Steam or? Yeah, Steam. But what store? It's on Steam. I'm trying to find it. I can't find it. Can't find pressure washer simulator. Hold on, Simul- simulator. 
I see Power Washer Hero. That's definitely not it. <laughs> I was love a power... that it's a competitive space. I'm sorry. It's Power Wash Simulator. I was. I keep saying it wrong. Oh, power sorry. Power pressure. Wash. Because probably they also pressure washer. Like we can't. <laughs> power washer. I keep screwing that up. I don't know. I've done that before this week. So this isn't the first oh, power time. Power Wash Simulator. Power Wash Simulator. So look at it and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like. Just this grinding. is like the house flipping game. You were playing that house flipping game, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's a lot like yeah, that. Yeah, this is almost like. Uh, I mean, that game doesn't have this mechanic, but it's almost like no. you can see them making this as like DLC. It's for in that like genre that. of game though, where it's like house assets and yes. then cleaning stuff off the surfaces. Yeah, it's very satisfying because if you've ever used one of those, it's like playing with a laser. And it can uh, ri- literally rip your flesh apart if you're not careful. Yeah, things. you know, I remember getting that lecture from my dad. He's like, do not point that at anyone. Don't put your finger on it. It'll strip your skin off and yeah. hurt you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I've used it before. I've now, here's what's great. One. I haven't had the time to do it, but you can. Oh, they're showing it now on this video on Steam. You can pressure wash the Mars rover. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you know there'll be like a ton of deals or uh, workshop content for this thing. I'm actually very excited about it. And it just... just move over, shipbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also played a lot of that this week, so for, to be fair. But um, uh, yeah, I really like these kind of games. And uh, somebody in the chat just brought it up. And sure enough, I did get a code also for a game called Castle Flipper. Which is oh I saw God. this and I thought it was a very clever idea and yeah. I was like, why <laughs> didn't all of these exist before? What a time we live in! I know. I I, I love this weird subgenre that's like eking out. People discover new ways to gamify things and and it actually working and not being stupid. Uh, I haven't played Castle Flipper yet, so I couldn't. I can't speak to it, but I do have it, so I intend to play that before we talk next week, and I'll. Uh, some sort of review, Asshole but flipper, Jesus. But this is great because this has got all these nozzles on the car or on the hose, so you can change it out and be all laser fine, or you can do a broader stream. You can rotate your stream. Sounds dirty, uh, but you can do all sorts of cool stuff with it. <laughs> and I think it's rad. So I'm gonna right now give a very tentative, uh, positive thumbs up for Power Wash. We'll see how they do as they as they finish it out. It's already pretty polished and runs great and. Like UI is good. Like that's one thing I always look for in these games when they're in early access. Like how's their this UI? This is gonna this is gonna sound sexist, so I'm gonna real quick clarify. My wife would love games <laughs> like this because she <laughs> she comes up to me and is like, "Look at this," and she'll show me a video of someone like vacuuming a carpet. Yeah, and she's like, "What do you think of that?" And I was like, it "Looks like somebody vacuuming a carpet," and she's like, "Yeah, but." It's getting all the dirt and it's so satisfying. I'm just like, okay, great. <laughs> she she's would love she's this. very much into that, like, you know, that like where it's super dirty and then you just run the the I might be a power washer on a carpet or something like that. I don't know. But yeah. it is that thing where it's like it it looks completely different and they just instantly clean it in one stroke and it's like, oh, look how amazing that is. Yeah. I guess I kinda get it, but I feel like I would wind up in the same place that I did playing The Sims, where it was like, I'm neglecting my own cleanliness to play a game about cleaning yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, I I feel deeply uncomfortable about it's it. It's a very odd thing to know that there's things in this office I really need to clean, but I would rather clean a fake polygon truck. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird, that's a weird thing um, for sure. I don't know where that, I don't know where our mentality on this is. There's a lot of talk about that, but 
power wash simulator. Basically, listen to this uh, comment from PC Gamer. Uh, let's me obliterate dirt into nothing, and now I'm more powerful than ever. The Verge says it's a feel-good game that will surely help someone relieve some stress in these troubled times. Um, yeah, it's just a it's it's super zen is the other thing. Like you don't there's no rush, there's no clock. You just power wash the shit out of stuff, and it's really satisfying when you clean a thing. It will go bling and and it kind of make a big bright line around whatever it is, like a car door will go fling and like in blue light. And you know, you've just finished that door and it feels so good. You're like, well, I'm moving on to the tire now. Bling. Got the tire moving on to rear view mirror. Same thing. It's great so far. So good. Anyway, I'll try castle flipper next week and let everybody know what I think. I uh, played a lot of days gone on the PC as well. Uh, shout out to Joey image, friend of the show. Uh, gifted me a copy i didn't know that was even gonna happen it was really oh, nice yeah he's been going hard on the days gone on twitter oh, he loves it he loves you it. know i just every day there's this is a tweet from him saying like days gone is the greatest game of all time yeah for sure um, it, it's a game that critically was not received very well or you know very tepidly i guess would be the right way to say it but a lot of people i know that played it seemed to really like it. And for the longest time, it was just people whose opinion I didn't trust. Right. Now it's actually getting in the hands of some people that I do. Yeah. So what do, what do you think of it? I like it a lot. Um, yeah. It's running beautifully on my PC. Um, I only have one complaint, and that is one of my save files got lost between patches. And I don't know what happened there, and I can't find anyone else who can corroborate it or have the same problem. And it's not that big a deal. It's just a little bit of game time that I lost, but... Uh, you got Anthem that, day. I got Anthem. Um, but other than that, it hasn't been any technical issues. And what I like about it is there's a real... I Here's what I think. I think the problem with that game probably in terms of critic reception and or its place in the market is that it coexisted on the same platform from the same publisher of the massively critically acclaimed series known as uh, Back Off, Get Away. What's it called? Well, the game you love. Uh, the last of us. The last of us. <laughs> back yeah. off. Back off and get <laughs> back away. <off. laughs> no, just it should be back yeah. off, comma yeah. get away. Right. I think that should that, be uh, that art house piece. Be. Back off, get away. Yeah, back off and get out of here. Um, no, it's like it. it I, I think it just was always destined to have a strange place next to that when you're dealing with kind of some similar themes. But I really like it. The acting's amazing. I think it's some of the best stealth gameplay i've played in a while so like sneaking up behind stuff and shiving it in the back of the neck feels real good in this game um especially zombies and stuff but also people and um graphically it's beautiful the bike is fun to upgrade and get and get to new places and talk to liam o'brien at some camp somewhere he's in this game and everything um it's great oh you know who else is in it one of the guys one of the first camps you run up against is the voice I think he's one of the critical role guys. It's the voice of the wizard in Diablo three. Um, I can't think of his name. Voice of who? Sorry, in the, Diablo wi- 3? the wizard, the male wizard. I can't. Sometimes I'm oh, so powerful. Oh, we've talked about I'm, this before, but I'm not. I'm I can't remember his name. I remember who did Cunningham. the male wizard voice? It, he's also in. He's in it wasn't a lot Travis, of stuff. was it? I don't remember. No, no, definitely not. But he's, he's definitely. Well, maybe it is actually. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, he's hmm. very much channeling that same vocal thing here and it's just funny because i feel like i'm talking to the wizard again but anyway uh yeah like i really like it so far i'm not super far in it um maybe i don't know three and a half hours or something but um 
I don't know. It's kind of my jam. It reminds me a little of the Mad Max game I love so much, which is another open world game where a vehicle is very important and how you upgrade it and tweak it is a big part of the progression of that game. And that's a lot like this motorcycle. So it sort of just fits in that in that vein. The shooting feels good. The movement feels good. The race, the riding around feels good. It's it's a I think it deserves a look from people. And if you can get it, I think somebody mm-hmm. found a deal the other day on uh, some one of the sites that's always doing PC Steam deals uh, had it as low as thirty five bucks. Hundred percent worth that uh, to play it. So anyway, I just want to see more Sony games on PC, and I'm happy to be playing this one. So very cool stuff. Does a motorcycle strike anybody else as the worst zombie vehicle? Um, I mean, yes, but it's kind of all they have. Like. The, the story so they ran out of everything else. They're like, we're down to motorcycles. <laughs> kind of like the other vehicles are really rare in the game. They've all been stripped of everything. Um, they, yeah. The, and the motorcycles are just like, I think in some ways it's better because they are fast pickup. Like you can take off really quick in them and they're great for weaving around and avoiding stuff. And the other thing too, is a lot of people think that game is all about the mechanic or about the tech of having a million zombies coming at you at once. And it does have that, but it's not it's not like a gameplay point. It's not a big deal. Like it's just sort of for a few key scenes that I've seen, um, it makes for a very impressive display, but it's not meant to be like a mechanic that you have to deal with. So I don't know, the bikes are bobby and weedy and I don't know. I think it fits. Plus everybody in it is kind of like a biker dude, or you you came from biker dude before the whatever the calamity was hit, and so you're you're scrapping away with your friends who are also biker dudes and you're living up in the in the woods in Oregon somewhere and I don't know it's just got this vibe to it I I dig it I think it's I think it's cool um I'll tell you more as I get further John and I've been playing or I've been playing and John's been watching and mocking me play uh <laughs> Resident Evil Village which we got through the castle the other day we are doing it on uh Mondays and Tuesdays although Tuesdays for the first two I think it'll be Tuesdays is what we're going to do cuz Mondays keep getting yeah, effed up for me Memorial Day is next Monday. All so right. Yeah. I, ain't I, don't, I don't know if you want to stick with it, but uh, we'll do Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday's fine. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, we're recording the whole thing. You want to watch me be an idiot and scream? That's great. Oh, I found the best scream so far. I think this is going to be hard to beat. It's not super loud, though, so I'm not going to blow your ears out. Okay. That's no problem. Um, hold on. <sighs> Where is it? I'm ready. I'm ready. Is this it? Give it to my ears. No, it's Van. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> I think that's the worst thing I ever well, that said. That was very quiet. I didn't. Yeah, that was. I didn't hear anything at all. You guys didn't hear that? No, I heard. Oh, oh poo stickers. Okay, hold on. I this whole time this thing's been off. Okay, let me play it again. Oh, you oh, that. <laughs> you're some. You're oh, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's been. Uh, I so did far, see the part yeah. where the you got your hand cut off. <laughs> that was amazing. Perfect that timing. Video. Some I tried people, to log log and watch, but I caught you at the last ten minutes when you were just. I think you were just looking at the boobies and the sculptures and going booby, booby, <laughs> dude, dude on Twitter says he thinks I made it up and knew the hand was about to get cut off. I had no idea. It was just. I I mean I, I get that where way. that yeah, comes yeah. from. It's one of those things where I I think I told my wife I said you know if I didn't know Scott yeah. I would have thought that because. It couldn't have been more perfect yeah, timing, yeah. but there is no way that you independently sought out seeing anything additional about this game 
considering how you feel about the property. Absolutely. Plus I, I had understood that he, you know, in the, in seven, his hand was the, was the, you know, the target of all sorts of maltreatment. And I had heard that he got banged up pretty bad with his hands again. And that the water mechanic was back of pouring it on his hand to feel better. That was it. And so when he got all gouged up and lost half of it to that, to that lichen who chewed it off and it was bleeding all over the snow, I thought, oh, that's what they meant with the hand mangling. Okay, yeah. cool. Now he's down to two fingers and it's wrapped, and that's what they meant. I didn't see that severing coming. or Nor did I see the idea that it would go through the clothes, through the flesh, <laughs> through the bone, and that he would reattach the hand later. Amazing. Amazing. Ethan <laughs> Winters. so dumb. Oh. It's so stupid. It's, a, it's incredible how stupid that game yeah, is. It's so dumb. But also, brand new Dragon Beef. Uh, here, let me play that. Dragon beef. All right, but new dragon beef. Um, that that dragon <laughs> thing, the weird hybrid tall lady turned into a dragon and fights you thing. That's badass. That was really cool. So I'm not saying it's you know this is no MMO and we can't really compare it, but that was a cool whatever that was. It looked like a dragon to me, and it was. See, and was I cool. think that looks like a Final Fantasy dragon. <laughs> oh, is it the uh, Rorschach of dragons? It's. I don't know what it is. It's a big flesh monster that can fly and with a lady popping out of it. It's not. It's hentai. <laughs> yeah, it's hentai. It's <laughs> definitely <laughs> hentai. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I did not like her. It's, you know, like a video with the dragon and Ethan, or what is his name? Ethan Winters. Ethan you know? Winters, yeah. yeah. That would, that's hentai. She sucks, dude. Having her chuck around the house, the tall lady. Oh, I hate that. I hate her. I hated her. The game's you're really good like, at all that you, you stuff. Weren't, you weren't weirdly repulsed, but also attracted Not to attracted at all. Up. Zero attraction. Nothing about mm-hmm. her made me go, ooh, like the way the internet seems to be. I can't, I don't understand that. It's weird. Maybe you guys can't talk about it. You're like both married, you know? I don't know if that's a weird thing. Or no, not. that's fine. I was just telling Kim today. No, the way I talk about Tally around here, my wife's like, who is this? And where do I find her? Like, <laughs> you know? So Don't worry. It could never work. She lives on another planet. Yeah. All I have to say is Jason Statham and my wife. She probably heard me say it just now somewhere off. Uh, she could be a mile from here and she'll pick it up. So. Oh, really? She's into the J? She loves the Jason JS? Statham. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> If a she weird could, choice. If she could, um, <laughs> not to be judgy, but, but you know, I just, I don't, he has a peanut head. You know, I, no, he has a mean, peanut head. <laughs> Wait a minute. Kind of. I, I don't know. Up. He just doesn't strike. I mean, I just, I'm making a, you know, people like Brad Pitt. They like Chris Pratt. They like, I just never heard anyone say Jason Statham. It's a new one for me. I'm glad head. Jason Statham has it. Okay, I'm looking at him now. Here, here he is for you. And we're the, talking about the transporter, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a long time ago, but yeah, there he is. I mean, he's a handsome man. I just and he's ro- I just kind of I, I don't know. I just I, I guess what it is is I've never heard somebody say, you know, who does it for me is Jason Statham, right? You hear lots of other people. I just <laughs> never heard that one. You know, that's, that's fair. That's fair. It's just, a, it's just a first for me, and I reacted shocked. It's cool. I like cool. it. No, it's cool. We're all we're all square. Yeah. We're all square here. I didn't mean to be judgy. <laughs> Not at all. I won't even tell Kim. It won't bother her one bit. Um, she just has a thing for him. I don't yeah, know please why. don't. I don't want her to lower. She likes to ask about. She me likes you. Stuff. Yeah, she'll she likes stop you. asking about yeah. me and she'll start asking about John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm John. I don't yeah. give a shit about. Both. She loves babies, and so she's so points. Points have shifted to John for ah, sure. And I'm a man baby. I yeah. see. So uh, yeah, but it's but it's fine. You're still in good standing. Uh, all right. 
Uh, John, you got the Normandy. We talked about that. Oh, Bug Snacks. Where'd you play that? Is that on Epic? Where is that? <laughs> I got it on Epic a long time Bug ago. Snacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got Bug Snacks, and uh, I got like it on the Epic store. Actual food product. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Bug Snacks is a really fun game. <laughs> it's. Oh boy, how am I going to talk about Bug Snacks? Bug Snacks is weird. Bug Snacks is like watching the weirdest Muppet skit you've ever seen, and it goes a little darker than you expected it to, and you're a little uncomfortable about it. Um, but it's fun at the same time. Like, that game knows it's disturbing. Like, Do people it, compare it to like Pokemon. Is that a fair comparison? Just like a psycho well, Pokemon kind of? Or no? Sorta. I mean, the bug snacks just say their name. So if you see a bunger running around the ground, he just goes bunger, 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 bunger. <laughs> like it's just what he does. Yeah. And uh, you know, they like they just repeat their names um, as part of what they are, which is very Pokemon-like. Yeah. And you have to capture them. But unlike Pokemon, you're not capturing them to feed them to people that you meet along your journey <laughs> so that their limbs can convert into the food product of the thing they ate. Ugh. Like, that's the thing. It's like, so you, the story, just to give you an idea, Bug Snacks, you are a reporter yeah. and you look like, again, a Muppet. Uh -huh. And you have gone to this island because this adventurer found a thing called Bug Snacks. And she says they're a revolutionary thing that's going to change the world. And you want to get to, you want to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. So you wind up crashing on this island, and you start meeting other people that inhabit this island, and they're like, "Ah, oh, bug snacks are great, but we can't catch them because we suck." <laughs> and they're like, "You should try and catch them. Maybe you'll be good." And so you see this little like the first one you get is this little strawberry with legs. I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> and you you capture it. And you give it to the guy and it's got eyes like it's a sentient thing. And he's like, you don't give it to him like, hey, here you go. And then they take it and do something with it. There's actually a button prompt to say feed them. And the character just goes, ah, and you have to watch this cute little animal food thing you just caught drop into their mouth. They will repeat their name and it usually gets cut off by being chomped up by whoever you're feeding it to. And then the person goes, oh, and their arm turns into a strawberry. Wow. And it's wow. really weird. And, and do you, you know, eat your own hand because it's food again? No, they just want more bug snacks after that. So they're yeah, like, like, yeah, I if want. I ate a, if I ate a hamburger and then my hand turned into a hamburger, wouldn't I just eat my hand? <laughs> no, because they just want bug snacks. Your hand is now a burger. Well, yeah. so when he ate the burger, <laughs> like, well, a second burger. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't eat a burger. He ate a bunger. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But I mean, all right. I feel like I'm being uh, push your glasses up on your nose. It's, you didn't eat a burger. You <laughs> ate a bunger. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so, well, I, I'm just trying to understand like the logic of the world. So like when they their hands turn into limbs, or sorry, when their hand food. their limbs turn into food, yeah. uh -huh. what keeps them from eating it? Like what are they? Is it because it's useful in some way? Do I guess yeah. I, I I guess they recognize the fact that they should keep their limbs in some form. Like okay, they and seem like, do they totally use it for happy. Superpowers? With it. Do they use no. it for superpowers? 
They just keep on living their normal life, except now they got dumb, like weird food hands. And they're just like, well, all right. Oh, sure was good that I ate bug snacks. And then they wander off with their weird peg leg. That's a French fry. <laughs> it sounds like the developers all got high. And then in the middle of being high, they were like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, they're like, totally. Man. What if I ate this food and my hand turned into a hamburger? Yeah. And... Is that like there's no gameplay mechanics tied to the because I was watching the trailer while you were talking and I just I was like, what happens when their limbs change? Like, what's that for? What, what is so that? far, nobody's talking about it. There is one dialogue option where you're like, um, I think the first guy that eats something and his arm turns into something, you get the ability to go like your arm. But he doesn't acknowledge it. Like, that's your um, reaction. But then he's like, yeah, I love bug snacks. Why don't you go get me some more? And then you go and catch him more. And he changes three of his limbs. And then off he goes. But to, the, to what end? You don't know to what end yet. Like, why they're doing They're this. hungry. That's it. Okay. They're all starving to death. Like, the first guy you meet, he's the mayor. And he can't catch bug snacks to save his life. And he's he's starving to death. Huh. So you feed him bug snacks to to sustain him, and then he gets up, and then he's happy, and he's excited because you can catch bug snacks. I really him. thought that tonight I was going to learn more about bug snacks after all the talk about it being a <laughs> launch title on PS5 and everything else. I still don't really know what the hell's going on. I don't, I don't okay. get it. So the game part is catching bug snacks. So, for example, bungers really like ketchup, and if you... Throw ketchup I'm on hungry. something. Loves ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> so if you throw ketchup on something, it'll charge it, right? Yeah. And so you can't just walk mm. up to a bunger and grab it. They're too wily. <laughs> so <laughs> so far it reflects the real world experience. Yep. So you have to you have to find a way to trap it in a net to to get it so you can catch it. And so there are lots of tricks, like some will just walk around a path as long as they're on their own. So you put down a trap and you go and you hide and then it'll just path through your trap and catch it. But some of them are more advanced, like, okay, well, this one only hides in bushes. So if I throw ketchup on a bush, a bunger will ram the bush and the bug snack I want will come flying out and I can grab a shishka bug and I can put I can catch it because the bunger hit the bush so it's all about these different th ways to catch bug snacks. It's a wily bunger. It, bungers, man, they're the best thing in that game. I yeah. love their name. I mean, I, I I don't know if I'm the only one. Scott, you let me know, but everything John says, I'm sexualizing in my head. Like, I think you're I supposed to. It. It's just bunger and bushes and shish kebabs, and I'm it like, does, it does feel like the game is. Is is like you could have you could hand this to an eight year old and say go 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 have fun and they'd have a blast with this, but it feels like there's some subversive stuff going on that only <laughs> dad's gonna get you know like I don't know yeah. I could be wrong about that but there's definitely elements of that. It's charming. It's fun. It's very like it's very light. Like it, you know, it's not trying to be anything crazy. Yeah. Um. There. There's a lot of characters to meet. You learn what they want. It pretty much boils down to bug snacks, but they also like other characters and don't like other characters. And there is a narrative going on in there. Uh, the bug snacks are all extremely creative and funny. Um, there's a, you know, there's like one that's a hot dog. And... I saw a rib shaped centipede in the trailer. 
It, yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like red, like, like barbecue with little ribs. legs. Yeah. 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 yeah some are in segments. Some are like assembled. Like uh, I think there's like a scorpion that's made out of nachos or something yeah, like that. Like you do. But each piece of the nachos is its own individual bug snack. So you break it up and you can catch like it as a whole or you can catch the individual pieces of it. Oh, it's like a Constructicon so, or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is. I think everybody should play bug snacks. <laughs> I'm really having a fun time with it. And it's really weird. Yeah. You guys just don't get it, man. You all need to play it. I look, I'm the person who saw that trailer. I'm pretty sure Scott, we have footage of you and me on an E3 watching it and yep. me going, what the hell is this abomination? And actually probably getting mad yeah, because it doesn't make sense. It's really weird. It flies in the face of logic and it makes me angry. But then you get in the game and you're pulling ketchup off of a plant that just grows ketchup for some reason. Mm -hmm. And you just look around and there's a little hamburger walking around on uh curly fry legs going bunker 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 <laughs> and you're like i'm gonna catch it and then you do and it feels really good and you're like well this game's great and i love it and yeah. i don't know why i love it but i do yeah uh, i can see so I'm, I'm, I'm watching video while you're talking I, I can see this feels like something nintendo would make but without the weird psycho whatever and part of me really likes that likes likes that subversion that they're messing with here so We'll see. It's coming. Um, so I was just checking. Uh, currently PS5 and Epic only, but it looks like they've got plans for uh, Xbox and other PC stores as well as Switch. So that could be a fun Switch game. Yeah, um, I think I bought it about a year ago because I think it's. I think it was one of those Epic gave me a ten dollar off coupon, but I had to use it during their summer sale. Oh right. Which I now have another ten dollar off coupon that I have to use during their summer sale. And I think Bug Snacks is what I bought like a year ago with that and I finally played it. Are they doing that right now? Is that the summer sale on at the moment? I think so. Yeah. I need to get in there and get my money. Get my free my free ten bucks. Uh, I bug snacks, Scott. You should play it. All right, bug snacks. It's on my list now. You've you've convinced me. <laughs> Our next walkthrough, our next watch through with John on the other end will be bug snacks, everybody. Not true. Bunger, bunger, bunger. Uh, you also, oh, do you have some thoughts on this Final Fantasy Stormblood business? I guess they made big announcements and we kind of know uh, that this is the end of uh, the end of all things. Uh, not end of all things. This is, is a big, a big crescendo moment expansion for that game. Oh, yeah, they did do their fan fest in between last episodes. I'm excited for it, but I'm still very early. I'm still on Stormblood. So that's the expansion that I'm on, their second expansion. Mm -hmm. I'm not liking it as much as the previous expansion. Mm -hmm. um, I'm having a little bit of a harder time getting into it. Uh, it's still probably better than the default game, uh, just the kind of vanilla experience. But um, it's one of those things where the ideas that it presents uh, from a storytelling perspective are really, like, kind of deep. Yeah. Like... You're you're not dealing with, you know, well, Arthas touched Frostmourne and now he's evil because his soul went into the sword. Like right. you're dealing with, hey, a country invaded us and killed everyone. And they then spent years treating us like animals to the point where even when somebody with a lot of power comes in and says, hey, you got to fight to overthrow your masters what it's like to be a civilization that's beaten so far down that you don't want to go against these people that are literally slaughtering you because you're too 
you know, downtrodden by him. And he's like, geez, this is this is heavy. This is heavy storytelling stuff. And it's interesting, but it's not necessarily the most fun playing experience in the whole world. So I'm I'm struggling a little bit with Stormblood. By all accounts, the next expansion that follows is one of the most amazing things ever created. Um, but I'm still enjoying my playthrough on that game. And I did watch the fan fest and that was a, you know, a confusing but neat experience being this so far behind in the story. I didn't understand a lot of what they showed because I there's characters that clearly are a completely different job than what I know them as right now. You know, I see a character running around as a gunbreaker who used to be a rogue and okay, (laughs) that's fine, but I don't know how we got there. So, uh, but I, there was a neat thing, uh, where the series composer, uh, confirmed that his cancer was in remission as part of the announcement of the fan fest. Oh, that's great. That he had been nice. for the past, he had for the past year been working with a kind of a cancer diagnosis and I, that's neat. And it was, you know, it was this touching heartfelt moment that like, I was literally getting teared up and I didn't know what he was saying. Like what I was watching was in Japanese. And I didn't hear the translation yet. Yeah. And just watching him, I was like tearing up and I'm like, I don't even know what he's saying. I'm just looking at this guy's face as he talks and just, you can see the emotion and the love and the care and, you know, him thanking the fans and he wanted to announce it at this in front of everybody. Um, that sort of thing is really touching. And it just, it reminded me of all the things, you know, like the reason we were talking about BlizzCon, you know, that that's the stuff that these fan fests mean to a lot of people. And, uh, it was really neat. I agree. I did do, um, there was also something about, I, so the guy, (laughs) sorry, let me back up a little bit about a week or two ago. I was asking our little core group of people, Kyle and Kristen included, and then us, us four or us three. Um, I, I was asking, Hey, who's got some cool, like violent anime recommendations for me. I want something like, you know, I don't know what I wanted. I just wanted something cool, uh, Ninja Scroll style stuff. And uh, Kristen or somebody had said, "Oh, you gotta." And maybe it was you too, but somebody had said, "You gotta, yeah. you gotta watch that uh, Berserk. You gotta see Berserk." Yeah. And so I started watching that. Well, in the last week, uh, the creator of that manga passed away of some yeah. sort of embolism thing. It was awful, some kind of pulmonary thing, um, and took everybody off guard. So I guess the game director of final fantasy 14 got real emotional about that dude's death. And there was a huge in-game, um, tribute to him and all that stuff. I had no idea it was, it was that big, that berserk stuff. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was a big deal. The show is really kind of a springboard to read the manga. Cause like I, I mean, I told you this when we were recommending it was, yeah. Hey, just so you know, this doesn't have an ending, you know, it, it, turns into one thing and then that's the end of the series and it's like surprise it's over um the the manga has been going on for a long time uh well beyond where the anime ended and so that's really what the story is is what's in the manga and you know it's something that a lot of people were very into and berserk is very cool i mean even before i realized that berserk's one of those games that there's video games that came out in america based on the berserk property that you know that didn't happen at a time where not a lot of those anime games made it over to our side of the world. You know, those were some of them. I think there was a PlayStation game, um, based on it and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty influential even over here, even before it got big. 
Alora for real in the chat says they based one of the jobs in the game on Berserk. I don't know, probably one yeah, of the tanks, so I guess. Real big sword, you know, and that was part of this whole tribute was everybody picked that job and got out their biggest sword because that's a big part of uh, the main character guts. He wields this massive sword, yeah. so everybody did that job and stood and. That's pretty it was very cool. touching. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Bo, still playing uh, Yakuza. Oh, no, you started playing. Did you finish Zero or what'd you do? Yeah, I finished Zero. Oh, and, well done. That's awesome. Um, and I started playing Kiwami, but I think I'm, I think I'm done. <laughs> Why? I think what, I, what's the deal with Why not? I just, Kiwami? I think I, I hit a, I hit a level where I feel. So the game has a ton of side stuff, and the side stuff's kind of woven into the main activity in terms of getting these completion points, which unlock things for your character. And yeah. I just don't know if I can do six games of it. Like, I feel like I got my fill with the first one. It's too bad because I'm interested in I want the story, but like to progress around, beat things up, a lot of filler, and I just got to move on and play other games. I want to maybe play Mass Effect or something. Like, I can't take five months off to fit it. Like, it's going to be a long slog. Yeah. I'm just going to watch the movie on YouTube at some point. <laughs> I think that's safe. That's fine. Because then, you know. I mean, take, it's kind some, of it's not yeah. good enough to be a movie because part of the fun is, is like these Yakuza guys are really well acted. At least in Zero, they are like the, the bad dudes. So you like you look forward to beating them up. And, you know, it's part of the fun is the interactivity of it. Yeah. But yeah, Zero was quite good. But and part of my mind entertained the notion that I was going to 100 percent it. But you get to this point where some of your completion points are like win 10 million in poker and the poker UI, while it's like pretty, it's not efficient. You know, I've played, po- I mean, I'm just going to play poker stars if I want to play poker. Like, I don't actually want to do this. Right. You know, you get, yeah. you get to a certain point. So I was like, you know, and then the stuff I did do was like the pervy stuff and the racing. And I'm like, I just don't feel great about I hit this threshold of like, I can't be running around collecting, like I'm asking the guy in underwear where the next hot woman is so I can get a video of her to whack off to in the video club. And, and then there's this other game as Kiryu. I was, um, there's a tell, it's this place called telltale boys club. Yeah. You get on the telephone and call girls and you kind of try to talk them into dates. Yeah. And it you kind of get like one's an older woman and you're like, oh no, and you take life damage, but you still have sex with them anyways. Wow. <laughs> and then one of them is kind of just like, you know, a nerdy girl that, and you're like, oh no. And she's like, oh, you love me, kid you. But you go to the hotel anyways and have sex with her and you lose health. Yeah. And you're trying to find these hot ones and all the responses. They're just so bad. And I just felt so kind of gross trying to, you know, 100% it, which I, I ended up finishing the Telltale Boys Club all the sub stories in there. Hmm. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I have to be done with this. I just need to see the ending and get away from it. Cause the main story is like, not about any of that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Did you finish zero John? Do you know the ending? Uh, I, I watched a playthrough of it. I didn't make it to the end. I, okay. I think I was still in kind of the first, I think I got to the introduction of Majima and I mean, yeah. So Majima what I'm understanding from playing now, I played, I started playing one a bit, right? Um, which is that's Kiwami. It's the re, the remake, which is actually not remastered. It's like ex- Kiwami means extreme. So it's just, I think it's a really souped up version of the PS2 version. Yeah. Uh, Cause it feels like I'm playing Yakuza zero pretty much like, and it has all the same side games. And that's why I was like, okay, I am not doing all the racer shit and all the mini games again to get money or experience points to do the thing. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, but 
Majima is he's basically the Mr. Shakedown. Like you know, in the first guy, oh, when there's this guy, yeah. Mr. Shakedown, he's this big guy that beats you up for money. And um, so there's no Mr. Shakedown in this one, and there's experience points in one. So three of the trees are opened up by experience points from fights, like RPG style. But one tree is only opened up from beating up Kojima, and he's a wacky character. So he there's this, you know, the game has these long dialogues of blah 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 blah. So he, you sort of explain to him like, look. Majima, I don't want to fight you unless I have a reason to. And he's like, then I'll give you a reason. So you walk down the street and you get this weird phone call. And he's like, you get a hint of where he's at. So then you approach him and he shows up as a police officer. And he's like, you better not be carrying any weapons. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'm not carrying weapons. And he's like, well, that's a disappointment. I don't have a reason to fight you. So then you equip some weapons and he's like, <laughs> you know, and he's not even a police officer. He's just dressing up as a police officer so that he can fight you. And then you fight him and you win and you unlock skill points. So he's He's kind of just this recurring, like, crazy character, which is so different from Yakuza 0, where he's actually kind of this, um, what would you call him? Like, he's a not a, quite a pimp. He's, like, a Japanese version of a pimp, like, but an actual he's sweetheart, a, I guess. He's like, a club like, owner, and he's, yeah, he's got He's an actual sweetheart. He's, he, yeah. Part of those whole sub-stories are really nice to these girls. You try to build up their self-esteem so they can do their work, and then you sort of defend... Like that game is very like uh, Disney princess ish. You know, you don't hit women. The heroes are all like, you don't hit women. And the guys, some of them are literally called like misogynist prick. I think was one of the one of like he didn't have a name. It just said misogynist prick under his name. And he he'll be like, oh, you're an ugly girl. You'd be lucky to have sex with me. Why don't you come with me anyways and have sex? And you're like, you don't talk to her that way. And then it starts a fight and you beat him up. Right? Like it's all you're saving. You know, you're the knight in shining armor. Sure. But his story was really touching and nuanced in that way, at least. You know, you can kind of you can kind of viscerally get behind the experience. Yeah. And, yeah, and you kind of learn that the whole crazy thing is a little bit of an act. He snapped. I mean, he gets manipulated the whole way, and he sort of snaps, and he's like, "Nothing matters." So I'm not going to act like anything matters, and so he becomes a crazy person. It's cool, but by the end, there wasn't any big payoff. There wasn't any revelation. It's just like, okay, the bad guys are revealed. You beat up the bad guys. The end. So I'm actually don't have high expectations anymore. In spite of the fact that the story is well performed, that we're talking about Mass Effect or, you know. Sure. Yeah, the high level of narrative. So I don't know. Anyways, that's a long answer to say it was great. I feel like a pervert now. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that I recommend it necessarily. Dive in if you want to see what it's about. But Well, the nice thing is, like, um, this is a good example of so you pick up zero, you play it, you beat it, and you have whatever feelings you have about it. And you're like, maybe I'll move on to the next one. And you didn't really have to invest much in it money wise. So you could just fiddle with Game Pass and say, yeah, not for me and not feel like you got to like really fulfill that Kazumi or whatever the new one is or the other one is. I didn't buy all six games or seven games and go, well, I better play them. I just dropped five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Series, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. Like that's um, I don't know. That's a thing we don't get to talk about much. But this feeling of like not having to really dive in on a thing you don't love. Because you spent sixty or you know eighty Canadian on it, that's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it, there's that time investment, but that's where I said like, but I'm invested in this. I spent a lot of time, but uh, you know, I'm, it's I'm uh, chasing, throwing good money after bad situation. I think sure. at this point, I'm sure. like, I think I'm done. Yeah. How do you how do you like in uh, that Skate Three that retro so, awesome yeah? So game. Th- that's the fun thing about Game Pass is that they have all these old. I'm like, I never really played. I stopped. I dropped the Tony Hawk whatever entry. Sure. I never actually played Skate, and I'm interested in. I haven't 
pull the trigger on it, there's a skateboard game. I think it's Ultimate Skateboarding or something. Oh, right. The, on Steam on or um, Skater XL. I have that somewhere. I get a skater yeah, I was going to pick it up on sale. I have it wishlisted. I'm waiting. It seems like it's good. So, But I'm like, oh, in the interim, let's, you know, it's, just, it's what's nice about the Xbox. Just a quick download. Let's see what this game is. And um, I ended up, I think, playing way more than I anticipated because it's it's very it's open world. You just like you could be watching Netflix and go like I'm going to play a bit of skate, and then you just swap over to skate with yeah. quick resume, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're just skating around. Yeah, and then, then two hours goes by, and you're like I should get out of bed. <laughs> um, you know, like what? This is only supposed to be a 15 minute. I want to come in and do a few kickflips and grinds and next and. Anyways, uh, Skate 3 holds up quite well for an Xbox 360 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. My um, son played it a ton this, when we first got Game Pass. He wouldn't stop. He just played and played and played and loved it. The game. skating mechanics are interesting. They're definitely way, so they're definitely going more for the simulator style of things, which I appreciate. Tony Hawk is kind of ridiculous with the, yeah, the an moves aren't one to one with anyone does in real life. And I'm not talking about the crazy <laughs> ledges or anything, because that's really? there in Skate 2. I mean, the, the kick flip to nose grind to you know tail slide blunt slide 360 flip manual like 56 move combos that happen i'm like there's no skater in the world that can do any of these things so this even though it's still like video gaming and pushing those boundaries it's more it's more realistic and the stick movement's really interesting you don't use buttons to do the tricks you flick the joystick Oh, so like yeah, to Ollie, right. it, it actually reflects the act because I've skateboarded, so I know the movements. You know, you got a you got your pop foot, and then you kick up with the other foot. So on the controller, the way to Ollie would be to to hold it down on the right joystick, and then snap it up really quickly up, and then you'll Ollie. But if you kind of mess it up, you mess up the trick, and then it's not as good. So there's this kind of fun mastery element of doing the weird controls in it um so i'm like i'm having a blast with it it's really good yeah uh the only thing i don't like is the decidedly of its age or maybe i don't know like i skateboarded a lot but we never talked like this maybe it's a california thing but everyone's like hey man sick moves bro like it's just (laughs) overdone with the like yeah. I'm like, we don't need to talk this way to enjoy skateboarding. Like, it's just really heavily marked. Like, <laughs> how do skaters talk? They talk all slangy and cool, and it's yeah. just like it's cringe to the. And they kind of when you listen to actual skaters talk, there's there's definitely you know slang of the era and even today, but it's not like that. Like the games get it wrong. They try yeah, to yeah, they overdo it. Like yeah. it's really they next level it, and it's not natural. I no, guess. like have you ever heard Tony yeah. Hawk himself actually talk? He sounds like us. He's just a dude. But yeah, yeah. It's too and then we say, go, "Hey, that was awesome, man!" But some flips. of them are like, "Yeah, sick moves, bro." Yeah, I hate that. You know, they're just like, "Oh, dude, gnar! That's so that move was so gnar, or whatever. Yeah. Gnar, so pitted, yeah. so pitted. Gnar, gnarly's too That's, many. Well, syllables gnar is a more. surfing thing. I'm, I'm sort of mixing it. I'm just thinking of that meme. You know the. Yeah, but isn't gnar gnarly? Is that the point of that? Yeah, I know there's gnarly, but I think. I think NAR is like a surf term for like the wave or something like oh. that. It's from a different thing. I'm crossing the streams here. Okay. So, sorry. Hey, whatever it I, takes. I know Egon said to never cross the streams, but I just did. So. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. He did say that. He's a good yeah. guy. Anyways, yeah. it's great. So if you're looking for a fun uh, game that to spend 10 minutes in, but then spend two hours in, Skate 3 on Game Pass is pretty good. Excellent. That's so, a good I got to move on from all that. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Uh, hey, look at this. We got a quick email from listeners. Uh, t- talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail.com. It came from somebody named Luke who lives in Utah, I guess. 
No, I don't know. He just says Utah, get me too, which is a joke about um, the surf movie. Speaking of surfing, called. It's got your Keanu Reeves in it. Point blank. There we go. I knew it was there. I just point had to blank. reach in and pull it out. That's interesting. There's a point blank and a gross point blank. Yeah, gross point. Or no, sorry. Point break. Point break. Not oh, like. Oh, point break. Oh. Gross point okay. blank is one of the f- greatest films ever made. If you've never seen it, gross point blank. I haven't is, seen it. I need to watch that. Oh, it's. I love it so much. And also, it couldn't be more perfectly timed because it's when that movie came out. I was exactly. John Cusack's age and the character's age and celebrating the 10 year high school anniversary or the 10 year high school reunion at the exact same year as he was portraying oh, in the film. Wow. So everything about the music, the timing, the age of everyone, all of it, hundred percent, my life. It was great. Except for the, you know, killing people with guns and silencers, but that's an amazing movie. Oh my gosh. You're a Bo, You got to watch it. And then we got to talk about, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ray. Uh, 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 Ghostbusters. What's wrong with me? Uh, Ray. Uh, uh, Ac- uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. We have to talk about Dan Aykroyd's character, this guy named Grocer. It is the greatest character he ever played. Period. I'll fight anyone to the death if they say anything else. It's the greatest character that Dan Aykroyd ever did. I'm so excited you're going to watch that. you got to watch that, and then we got to talk about it. Uh, where is it streaming? Apparently it's on Disney. I, oh, really? Up there it might be. Down here, they, Disney doesn't do anything rated R down here. It says Disney. Hmm. I don't really do that. I hear this all the time. Disney's got all this like, rated R stuff everywhere in the world except in the States. And on Disney Plus, you don't get any of that stuff. Yeah, I got aliens and stuff in there on the star. Isn't there like a star thing? Like aliens? And I'm worried it's edited because some services well, do that. Like Netflix has a weird version of community. Some of the episodes are from tv and not the actual episode oh well, but um yeah. I'll, I'll check it out watch that movie also features a non-existent but v- totally working for the film anyway version of an arcade version of doom in a uh convenience store all right was there an email that we were gonna read this email sorry uh this is from luke Luke says, greetings, gents. I found myself in full agreement with Scott regarding the lack of appeal of WoW Classic. I'm paraphrasing, but Scott essentially said, been there, done that, don't need to do it again. Show me something new. That's exactly how I feel. Uh, And then I see on Twitter, Scott is uh, diving pretty deeply into replaying Mass Effect. Like Scott, I'm not sold on WoW Classic. I'm curious if Scott can sell me on Mass Effect Remastered. Well, hopefully, Luke, you heard uh, a bunch of the conversation earlier. Um, The thing with Mass Effect is yes i had done it but i hadn't done it all number one because i didn't do the first game back in the day and i ne- i didn't really give three the playthrough I, I i should have or meant to uh fell off of it in ways i didn't mean to so 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 in a lot of ways this is basically playing two again with a with different bread on both sides because i never really gave those things a shot um but secondly it's also a finite experience i don't it's not a giant open world um where you know, my progression's tied to a level cap or in some sort of weird end game or any of that. It's just a story. So it's more like a movie, like a long ass movie that I get to watch again and I get to interact in, but I get to essentially see the story play out again. Very different, I think, than. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that was my chief thing was like, wow, you're going to spend tons of time in yeah. this. It's just it's like I've watched Community six times now. 
I've yeah. had six rewatches. It's my Mad Max Fury Road. I know you love it. I love and, it too. You're and, not right to. You're not wrong to love it. That's great. And you know, as you don't watch it all year, it might be a year goes by and you're like, I'm due for a rewatch. So th- that's that's basically the massive. That that's thing. it. But yeah. also, there's this other part of it, which is uh, on purpose. Wow, classic, which now includes Burning Crusade. Wow, classic is a accurate graphical heck technical representation of what the game was then that's mm. what people want they want it to be janky and old it's not in the unreal engine no but, you know but yeah. whereas this mass effect redo is a beautiful rendering of an old game like it's gorgeous and in hdr and fast frame rates and they fixed a bunch of shit and it just runs like a dream it's very nice so that's the other big difference um I don't know. To me, it's just like apples and oranges. I, don't, I just can't compare them. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, well, that's the reason I like WoW Classic is it's like reading a book again and or, you know, watching a movie again that I really love. And if that's what you get out of it, that's fine. But I think that's where my problem is, too, is kind of what you said. It's an open world. It's this big expansive thing. And it's going back to exactly what it was. And I was there. And, you know, there's some people that never played classic wow or burning crusade and this is their first time through totally get that i get that there are people that it's that it's for um but to me playing through mass effect again you know even if i do the exact same decisions that i did the last time i played through which i'm actually shocked to find that is not the case even though i'm not doing it intentionally like i remember when i was younger i punched that reporter that was asking me all those questions that i didn't like and for whatever reason, playing through this, I thought I would punch her again because I remembered that I did. Uh, but I never felt her questions were so off the wall, like pushy that she deserved to be punched in the face. Oh, and, wow. And really? I ended I ended up not punching her. I was just like, hey, you know, I gave my Paragon answer and it was real nice. And, sure. you know, that's that seemed that seemed to be fine. And so it's interesting, you know, our tastes change and getting to go back to it. I would compare it to reading a book I really liked again. And I just don't get that with certain games. Like, you know, that's not going to be applicable to every single game I ever play. Especially a game I see as a living game. So for me to go back to a previous uh, corpse of it <laughs> feels like that to me. Like I'm just playing a dead part of the game. A game yeah, there's stuff, there's stuff in class. Like it's fun going back to uh, not black fathom deep depths, deep steps. Yeah. But you don't want to do it. You don't want to really fully commit. Oh, and again, I ran either. it once. I'm not going to run it. You know, I, I, like, I don't want to play WoW Classic uh, the way you would play an MMO. But it is it is fun to re-experience right. the hard version of Black Fathom Deeps or Wailing Cavern again. Just for that novelty, I will say that, that I found that enjoyable. Just yeah, the, well, the finding a group, everyone chatting. There's something about LFR that has killed the social dynamic of going to find people to do dungeons with we've yeah you're not wrong it's like it's processed food it's like it's not that good for you like we we know that it's not that good for you it's full of sodium and preservatives changes the way you process things you should eat actual meat or you know foods yeah but in this case processed food worked just fine in this case they gotta do the thing that keeps people spending their money the most and what did that was ease of use and convenience and you know, that's, yeah, well, that's I mean, the, that's Bo the and business I versus played, the artists. Uh, yeah. 
Bo and I played a few hours of WoW Classic together, and it was super fun. I got <laughs> we, pretty much we, we all were, I wanted we out of it. We did dumb stuff together. <laughs> we didn't, well, yes, we didn't but that, to me, like, that's that's an MMO to me. Like, what we did, that's my favorite stuff to take away from an MMO. I think that one of the biggest problems, this is getting bigger than this email should be, but one of the biggest problems with MMOs is so many people get such a linear experience from it. When if you really get down to it and you ask players like, hey, what are your favorite moments from an MMO? I think most people will have these great organic moments of things they did with friends that wasn't about like, oh, this quest line was really cool, but it was about... I remember the time Bo and I were both rogues and we just traded off backstabbing farmers to go steal pumpkins together. We figured out how to kite and not be a hunter, basically. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, it's going to be dumb stuff like that that stands out as, like, the the moments that I like. Like, I got a fond memory of WoW Classic and it's because I ran around doing dumb stuff with Bo. It's not because WoW Classic was this amazing experience that could never be recaptured except in its classic form. I totally agree. All my memories are like that and one in particular. I don't know if Dunaway's still in the chat. He might be. Um, But one of my favorite things in this planet you know, he's never really gone full in on that game. But when we would is play this character together, still dead in Wailing Caverns. Well, see, there you go. One of my favorite memories <laughs> is, you know, I've never really talked to Dunaway, I think, ever. But I, from all the times you've talked about in the instance, I know. And maybe you've talked about it with him on Morning Stream. That oh, his I'm character, sure we brought it left up. his character dead in Wailing Caverns. Yeah. So here, still- here's how it went. We were in Wailing Caverns. We were running the thing. It was his first experience in a dungeon. He's a Tauren. And his big dumb cow is up on the ledge of somewhere going, what's over here? And falls down a giant <laughs> chasm, a hole, and dies from the fall. <laughs> and it was too much of a pain in the ass to go down and get him. And he had to log out or something. And so we just left his corpse there. And we left the dungeon, got you know, finished the last boss, got out of there. And that was the end of it. He didn't. He quit the game and didn't come back for years. And when he did, his body is at the bottom of Wayland Cavern still. Like... I'd probably put him outside the front door, but the point is like, yeah, he left him there, (laughs) which is the dumbest thing. But John's 1000% correct. Those are the things I remember the most. Even the most scripted moments, like taking down the Lich King had nothing to do with actually taking him down and had everything to do with this exuberant, exhilarating, crazy group experience we had doing it. And, and MMOs are, those are my memories of those games. I don't have the schedule to do that again on a game I've already played at a time I already played it. I just can't do it. Yeah. yeah. So I here's but here's the thing. My major deciding factor on Mass Effect uh Legendary Edition, the 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 push me over the edge part is that it was completely or not completely, but remastered at such a level that it does feel like a modern, pretty well made, still looks great kind of game as presented in this format. And I've gone back and looked at comparison videos and it was a little rough back in those days. And even if you've forgotten, you should go look and look at these comparisons. Like they'll do the side by side, you know, here's PS five and here's, here's PS three and, you know, here's three sixty and here's series X or here's PC and old PC or whatever. And it's a notable difference, a jump in fidelity. That's what pushed me over the edge to say, this is worth my 59 bucks. So, and Blizzard's not doing that with Classic. The whole point of Classic is to look like shit because that's what it looked like. And it looked great then, but now it doesn't. And some people long for that. Thumbs up to all of you. It ain't me. 
I don't want to look at old stuff. I want to see new cool different, stuff. It's a different thing. Nobody's harassing Mass Effect for having bad balance or eat Bioware for balance issues to right. the extent that they do for Blizzard. It's yeah. a whole other ball game with right. Blizzard yeah. and balance. Now, if there was a you know Mass Effect MMO, then they'd have to worry about those things. What I want from Mass Effect, I was thinking about this the other day, is make me some offshoot stories with you know Shepard and the original crewmates and all that, and make me ba- basically a Gears Tactics game. I'd play the shit out of that. Like, give me an XCOM-style, Mass Effect Universe-style game, and give me some space combat that's turn-based, and give me some ground combat that plays a lot like XCOM. You got a uh, money day one. I would buy that game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Especially after, I mean, Gears really surprised me with how good Gears Tactics is. Um, I just think, I used to have a problem with games with jump genres. I don't anymore. I always look forward to it now. So anyway, video games, they're great. And so is emailing us. Send us an email. Scott, no, that's not the address. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know why I said my name. Talk to the core at gmail.com. And as always, don't forget, uh, we're supported by your good graces there at home. Literally, we uh, pay the bills and keep the lights on because you support us at patreon.com slash core show. Every episode, there's a bunch of bonus content you can't get any other way than that, and you can join for as little as a buck. Like, how ridiculous is that? So go check it out, patreon.com slash core show. All right, before we go, I'd like to throw it around the table and see if anyone's got anything really interesting to say to close us out. Bo, any final thoughts to blow our minds? Shepard. <laughs> nice. I like it. Shepard. It's perfect. What a way to end a very heavy Mass Effect episode. John, any any final words? You know, I uh, tried that chemical thing on your foot that makes all your skin fall off, Scott. Yeah. And I'm at the stage where I've used it and I'm waiting for the skin to fall off. And I gotta say, it's high anxiety. <laughs> like, it's weird. I've put my foot in a bag and now I have the same feet that I had yesterday, but I know in about six days, all my skin is going to fall off, and it's uh, it's terrifying. You're going to love it. It's great. It's my favorite thing in the world. Because when it comes off, it doesn't hurt, and it's in giant slabs, and it's super, it's super satisfying. Start your own YouTube channel, is what I'm saying. Hey, also, here's what I would like to say at the end of the day. Not all tentacles are hente, but all tentacle porn is hente. Wait, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, okay. Play checkers. I think you really nailed it, and your pronunciation of hentai will really. <laughs> I'm sorry, hentai. The hentai. hentai. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It's a, it's a spa- he's using the Spanish word version. Cartoon people getting it on is not my jam, but uh, mu- hello mu- everybody. <laughs> I'd like to have a serious conversation with you today about hentai. <laughs> Clearly, this, uh, I know all there is to know about this nacho dip is muy muy hentai. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning it has tentacles. All right, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll be back with more next time right here on Core. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.